Hey everyone, welcome to the 22nd episode of Big Slumpin'. It is February 3rd, 2021. We are getting ready for the Super Bowl this weekend. But first, we have Trevor and Josh, and we're going to do our Things We Like segment. So, whoever wants to take us away first. I'll go ahead and start. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit later, since we don't have a lot of news for this specific sport. Uh, But my thing I liked this week was the news that came out about Gronkowski, uh, with his workouts, his virtual workouts. So, I mean, it's one of those things that, that just makes you say, oh, Gronk's doing it again. He uh, apparently, he had to do these virtual sprints and he was getting annoyed that he had to film himself. So what he would do to, to uh, trick the staff so he wouldn't have to film himself every day was he would change his shirt <laughs> in each, uh, and I think he said he did it uh, 15 or so times. He would just do film himself in like one day <laughs> with different shirts. Uh, so he would always have videos to send into the training staff. Uh, that, that's just about, that's just Gronk being Gronk. It's, yeah, I, th- I think he did it all in all his like off-season workouts virtually. He recorded them all in one day. Yeah. I don't know if he, if I'm sure he was still working out. I mean, Gronk is in pretty yeah. shape. Interesting thing about Gronk. I know we're this is just things we liked, but I I didn't know him and Kelsey were the same age. I think. Really. Like I think they're. I'll look it up to make sure. That but, seems not true. But I feel like Gronk has been in the league forever compared to him. Um, Hmm. So Gronk's 31. Gronk's only 31? Yeah. He's he's not, like, old. He just – He just – His body kind of got beat up. Yeah, he's only 31. And and Kelsey's 31 right now. If you were to ask me how old I thought Gronk Gronkowski was, which you probably should have done before looking this up, I would have said – What? I said Rob Gronkowski. You said Gronk Gronkowski. (laughs) You're asking about Gronk Robkowski. Um, <laughs> uh, I would have said like 34. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't – if you would have said that, I wouldn't have been shocked. And I knew he wasn't as old as I thought just because of all the injuries and and him taking a year or two off. Like, I think it's just a year actually. But when I found out that they're saying – I think it's just that Gronk was so dominant early on in his career. And Kelsey, who has been a stud, really broke out, I'd say, two years ago. Like, he was always very good. But when once he got Mahomes, their offense was revolutionized. Um, probably because he throws a little farther than Alex Smith, always checking down ten yards. But yeah, no, I, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, Josh, what what's the thing you like this week? All right, we're going to talk about the actual game later. But the events of last night's Raptors contest made me extremely happy. But the thing I like the most, well, I think I like the other thing the most actually the the, the game, but. <clears throat> After the game, Kyle Lowry assembled everyone. Okay, the Raptors have a uh, documentary always ongoing called Open Gym, where it's super, like, you, no other team has this, where it's, like, super inclusive, and you can see everything that goes on in the locker room and stuff. It's crazy. So, an Open Gym, they did it. As soon as it happened, they posted this video of after the game, Kyle Lowry assembled everyone in the locker room and was talking about Fred and said, listen, he gave everyone, put his arm around Fred and said, listen, that man was undrafted. That man worked his ass off. That man comes in here every day and busts his ass. He come from undrafted, really bent himself and is my little brother in front of the entire team. And like, it just, it was really, really cool to see. Like I, everyone knows they're tight, but like, man, after his career night, making everyone like look around like, Hey, you can do just as good as him. Trying to be inspiring. I thought it was really cool. I like that too. Cause they, 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 aren't just saying like, oh yeah, Fred had a good game. Like they're celebrating this moment. It's a big moment for him as a career, you know, breaking out into the star we all know he is. And it's also just huge for the Raptors franchise. I mean, he broke the 
the franchise record, which we will talk about later in the show. Um, we can dive deeper later. But, yeah, that definitely was an awesome performance by him. Super efficient as well. Um, shout, out, shout out Rockford. Shout out Rockford. And, yeah, and then the, the one thing I liked this week was – so the Hurricanes are back to playing hockey, which I'm just thankful they're playing. They had a COVID uh, thing. They had to postpone some games. But since coming back, I believe they're 5-0. and um, And they've moved up to power rankings by seven spots, which is awesome. And it's not even like they're, you know, oh, they're in the Central Conference. They're playing the Red Wings and the, the Blackhawks. They, they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 1-0, which is holding the defending champs to, one, to no goals in a shutout. is awesome. Um, they beat the Stars the next day who are the runner-up of last year, and they just been playing really good hockey lately. Um, Vincent Trocek, a guy that I didn't even think was one of the, the biggest stars on the team, has a, a point streak that has been really good. I mean, he seems to be getting, like, a goal or two each game. So just been really fun watching that for me. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the things I like this week. Does anyone else have anything else they like? Uh, you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in one more thing here. Uh, so my, my second thing I liked is, uh, as you all know, and I think we'll talk about it probably later, maybe, but anyways, NBA all-star voting has opened up and I'm not really going to talk about, uh, the actual voting so much as, uh, one of our guys, uh, one of our, our Chicago Bulls guys, uh, Zach Levine, uh, he's having actually like a, re- a really great year. Like he's having probably the best year of his career right now, only 19 games, but he's averaging the most points per game, most rebounds, most assists, uh, best field goal percentage. He's taking more threes than he ever has. Uh, I think his three-point percentage is also up, but I, I could be wrong on that. But I know his field goal percentage is the best in his career. And it's cool to see this guy really, like, blossom into a, a you know, he's, he's basically a walking bucket right now. And, you know, he, he may not be a lead guy yet, but, I mean, he's he's at a level that you can be pretty happy with. And as a Bulls fan, it makes me pretty happy. So that's another thing I liked. And he's, he's just been playing really, really well. I, I concur. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, he's been absolutely balling out. Um, all right, Josh, what's your, what's your thing? I don't have anything else, so. All right, as we saw, the Rockies traded Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals. And I, while I don't like the trade, I do like what the media in Colorado is doing right now. Um, a reporter for Denver 7, he, his name is Nick Rothschild, he went in front of Coors Field, and he just obliterated, just completely shat on the Rockies. And it was really cool to see because, like, I've talked about this a lot. A lot of teams aren't trying. And when you trade your franchise player, you're obviously not trying to win baseball games. And so I just really, really liked the media for once holding a team accountable for an obviously terrible trade. And then Mark Craig, a national writer for the athletic also wrote a this blistering piece of the Rockies. Like if I was a, some, a PR for Rockies, I would not let Mark Craig ever speak to someone on the team again. Or Mark Carrig, sorry. And it's just, I love it. I love how like completely shat on the Rockies are. And that's, that's what I like is to, team being held accountable every team should be held accountable like this it shouldn't just be when someone does something incredibly stupid it should be when everyone when owners agree all the time just i loved it i love just rockies being shadow yep so that will uh that will wrap up things we liked um let's get into nfl and one of the biggest weeks in the nfl i would say is we're what four or five days away from from the super bowl so we got chiefs versus buccaneers kansas city is still three-point favorites and the over-under is set at 56-and-a-half. So what do you guys think about this game? What are your thoughts on what's going to happen? Any predictions? Is this the Le'Veon Bell breakout? Everyone forgot about him that Trevor was calling? I take that over. Yeah. Josh, you think the over? I take that over. 
See, I was thinking over two because I'm like, both these offenses are explosive, but their defenses aren't bad. And Eric Fisher being out, I believe the Buccaneers should be able to get pressure to Mahomes. Um, and it's like when you look back at the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl where everyone's like, oh, take the over, that ended 13-3. to I mean, 16 total points. And I, obviously both these quarterbacks are too respectable and too good that there won't be that low a scoring. But it is a high over, so I don't know about I, – I don't know if, if I'm – even touching that bet. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I would take it. Like I said, I probably won't bet on it because I don't bet on football. But uh... I think I think this bet um, honestly might – I don't know if I'd call it safe, but I, I think I think an over here would look good because they both average about 30 points per game. Uh, and the Chiefs offense, I think, has just gotten better and better as the postseason has gone on. Uh, obviously, with Patrick Mahomes being back for that last game against the Bills really helps them out. And Tom Brady seems to be slinging it still, so – yeah, I, I think I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to take advantage of some injuries uh, Tampa Bay has in their secondary, and and likewise with Brady, he's just going to be able to do what Brady always does in the playoffs. Um, and it's 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 a lot different than you know his last few years at the Patriots because those were a lot of like super defensive teams, not a lot of talent on offense, and the Buccaneers obviously have all the talent in the world to score points. So I think. You're going to get Mike Evans maybe catching some of those balls he usually drops. You're going to get Leonard for not playing really well. And you know what? I'm sticking to my guns. Le'Veon Bell still exists. He's a <laughs> weapon. <laughs> well, just... you, you weren't wrong last week. They just he, – he was out last – or not last week, but the championship game. So, like, yeah. that, that, wasn't, that wasn't like you're like, oh, well, I guess he just didn't play much. No, he, he was out of the game. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I think I agree with both of you. Like, I would take the over in this game, but I'm not – that confident of like telling all my friends go hammer the over it's gonna hit it's a high over I could see this game getting slow at points having maybe a couple punts maybe some turnovers but like I I agree I think these offenses are what we look at and that may be overshadowing how well the Buccaneers defense has been playing and Mm. the Chiefs still have uh was it Jones and and Matthews so like they have some defensive powerhouses back there so I, I think if, if we get shocked that, you know, Matthews has two interceptions or Jones gets three sacks or, you know, JPP and Shaq Barrett get five sacks combined again because, you know, Eric Fisher is out, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be so surprised if the under does hit. I think I'm going to take the over, but I'm not going to lay down my house on this bet. No. Um, oh, yeah. What do you guys think about the spread? Kansas City favored minus three. Yeah, I mean, part of me is kind of surprised that it's only minus three because I wasn't honestly too impressed with the what the Buccaneers necessarily did against the the Packers defense, especially with all the turnovers they had. And I, I know Patrick Mahomes is going to take advantage of those, unlike uh, what you know the Packers did. Uh, but it, uh, part of it could, you know, I, I could see like you know with Eric Fisher being out, pressure was such a big uh, thing in the last game for the Buccaneers that. I think that's going to be a problem for the Chiefs offense. I think that's going to be something that you're going to see come up a lot during the Super Bowl. That matchup uh, it's probably what JPP on that side or Shaq Barrett, one of those two, either of them, honestly. They'll probably rotate them. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, minus three, I honestly, I feel that's a little, I still, I still think that's a little close. Cause I think, I think the Chiefs are at, you know, they, they had a 14 and two year. They've been great in the playoffs. Every time Patrick Mahomes has been playing, I just think, they're so unstoppable on offense and the Tampa Bay strength is, has been their defense. It's just, I, I think, I don't know. I just, I think, I think it's too small. I think you got, if, if I think this, this spread bet is what I'm more confident in, in, in rather than the points. Cause just minus three feels very attainable for the chiefs. Like 
you know, if the team does win this game, I feel like it's going to be by a touchdown or more, and I'd mm-hmm. put my money on the Chiefs. I mean, I think the Chiefs are the better team. The hardest part about the minus three is that Tom Brady is on the other side of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Josh Say has it, said Scott. countless Say times it, this year. Say it. Never count out touchdown Tom. And, I mean, in the Super Bowl, he's been fantastic. So, it, it's just like – I agree with Trevor. I feel a lot more confident in the Chiefs minus three. And I would say like a minus five and a half, maybe minus six would be a better yeah. – is what I would have guessed the line and, would have been. Yeah. And that and I would be more hesitant. That's where like I say like you said like Tom Brady, he's going to make it close. Like it's not – even when the last time they played, obviously the Chiefs almost blew him out. And then Tom Brady, you know, he, he kept them in the game. He did have a couple bad that's interceptions what, towards the end. That's what I worry about with, with the, the fact that it's minus three. But, I'm less worried about a backdoor cover because – you know, like, like he, if he gets a touchdown at the end, I don't think it's going to just be three points. So, yeah, I, I feel like that's where I'm going to lay my money this weekend is the minus three. And, like, I kind of want to see Tom get his seventh because, you know, how many more of these is he going to get? We got Mahomes, who's, you know, on this Chiefs team for the next, what, nine years uh, and is only, what, 24 years old, who I think we see going to the Super Bowl as a favorite pretty much every year now. Um, I, yeah, I think I think Patrick Mahomes. If I'm just gonna make my prediction now, I think he's gonna win four Super Bowls in total. I think he's gonna win three more. Write that down. Write that down. I I think he's 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 guaranteed four Super Bowls just without young appearances or wins. Wins wins. And how many I appearances think. do you think then? Six. Dude, he could he could he could hit double digits like Tom Brady. It I, really I, depends I, on I'd how say... long Andy Reid's gonna be around. It depends on how much. Yeah. How long Alex Are you telling me a system quarterback? What? The thing is, he's a system quarterback. No, no, no. It's also all the weapons around him. I mean, Kelsey is yeah. now thirty-one, and Hill is—he's—he's he's got a great young. play caller. He's got Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Can you keep uh, everyone together? And he's—and they have to keep an offensive line. Like that's the thing in the NFL. Are, are you going to be able to pay everyone? And you're not. And, you never and are. If they keep winning, they're getting the thirty-first, thirty-second draft pick each year. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're—they're not—they're not picking in the. the hey, that—that that didn't matter for Belichick, right? Oh no, no, not at all. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't think that's a terrible prediction. If he makes if he him winning four, I mean obviously that's a I wouldn't even say it's bold. Like I, I don't know. No, it doesn't feel like that. It does not crazy. feel bold. Um, honestly, like if he, if you say he might make double digit Super Bowls, I think he's winning six, five or six. I think he'll win at least like two thirds of the Super Bowls he goes to. If he goes okay. to six, he'll win four. If he goes to yeah. nine, he'll win at least six. You know that that's, that's where enough, my man. that's just where my like. Because I think he's too good, and yes, he might face some good teams in the Super Bowl, but he's just too too amazing right now, and he's feeling himself. I mean, even when he came to the championship game after concussion protocol and everyone's like, oh, he might do okay, he was fantastic. I mean, we all took the Bills, and we were all way wrong. I think we were just betting with our hearts, and we wanted the Bills to win, and then we're like, yep, yeah. these are these are those Chiefs that Mahomes can when, – when they get going, you can't stop them. So I think I'm taking the Chiefs this weekend. Yeah, Trevor. Sounds like I, I want to bet on the Buccaneers. I really want them to win, just because I don't. I, I want it to be a close game. Like I want. That's it the to best be a part. Good game, you know. Yeah, we we just want a good game. Uh, we want something more memorable than than Patriots Rams. Like that was just atrocious. So it's. I mean, honestly, like a high scoring back and forth. Like who's gonna win it? Maybe a comeback. That'd just be awesome, Josh. But but you know what? I'd prefer Patriots Rams to that Denver Seattle Super Bowl we had. That was over in the beginning. That that was the worst Super Bowl I, I had was ever. Was that the watched. safety right away? Right. They it was either a safety or it was a touchdown for Seattle because I remember yeah. he snapped it into the end zone. But yeah. that was just atrocious. It was terrible football. 
I I don't know. Like that's true. At least with the the, the Rams Patriots, you're like a touchdown would change this game so much because it's only thirteen to three. So yeah, like if there was a score at any point, that game was wide open. Uh, yep. So yeah, Josh, who are you who are you taking in this one? Listen, man, I can't count them out. I can't count out touchdown time. I could count out the Bucks defense, but I can't count out touchdown time. And I feel like if I picked the Chiefs, it'd be going against. I'd be a hypocrite, basically. So I'll I tell you I, what. Here's another guarantee: Tom Brady is throwing an interception. He. I'm, I don't know <laughs> what has happened to him lately, but I every time I watch Tom Brady, he has hit like two or three throws that either get picked off or should have been picked off. Those, like it's always a deep throw too. Like those last last or it's weird not saying last week because he did against the Packers. He did against like the, the Rams, Packers game he did against the Chiefs. Well, he had a good statistical line overall. If you look at the interceptions and in some of his throws. Horrible. Like some of his interceptions. What is he doing? It reminded me of Rex Grossman in the Super Bowl, about to get sacked and just being like heaving it up, and it just—it's yeah. just an airmail that the defenders just has a good jump on. Like those throws that are fifty-fifty, and not to like Mike Evans in a five-foot-ten corner, but yeah. like into double coverage, is not a Brady throw. That's not what we're accustomed to. So, I, I do think it's crazy. We have what forty-three-year-old versus a twenty-four-year-old in this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brady, who is considered the greatest of all time, is in the tail end of his career, might play, I'm guessing will play till he's past 45, which is just, it's astonishing that he's doing this well at that age. And then you have Mahomes maybe having the best start of a quarterback's career. I mean, already won, what, Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl MVP, or a Super Bowl and MVP and a Super Bowl MVP, like, and he's not even 25 years old. Um, yeah. Just amazing. I made a decision. I've made a decision. I would rather I would rather be wrong sticking with my guy than right and be a hypocrite. So I will pick the Bucks. Yeah, and, and I honestly like I. It's weird. I kind of want to cheer for Brady because I think he's the underdog, and it's, yes. it, that's so weird in his career yes. for him. I make this like, clear. I'm not a fan of Tom Brady. You just can't count him out. Like I don't own a Tom Brady jersey. Actually, that's not true. I might have a Tom Brady jersey from when I was a very young child. But I, I don't. I would never wear a Tom Brady jersey. I don't care about the guy. I'm not a fan of his. You just can't. You can't count him out. And that's that's my point. I don't dislike Tom Brady either. Like I, I know what the guy can do. The guys. I just think the Chiefs are that good. I think. I mean, it it, it reminds me of of the you know, of like Denver when. Of course, that was the year they lost to Seattle in that just atrocious Super Bowl game. But that year where they just would bury teams under points and like, yeah. The thing like, is, with, with with if yes, like I completely agree. Like we kind of predict Kansas City to win by at least more than three. Like we don't think that's that unattainable. But this is Tom Brady, and I think that's the craziest thing is like he makes the crazy happen in the NFL. He had the twenty-eight to three comeback against the Falcons, like. I just he, think he, beat, he beat the Saints in the playoffs after yeah. after those two regular season games that I mean could not have gone worse. So you know, obviously the just, Bucks had a meltdown against the Chiefs earlier in the year. Maybe he's just a man. They, like when I look on paper at these teams, the Chiefs should win, mm-hmm. but Brady's such an X factor that I can't be confident in that. Even if they were like minus fourteen point favorites and like had all the all pros in the league, the fact that Brady's on the other side of the of the game. There's always that, you know, he could do something special, even at 43 years old. And speaking of people wanting Brady to win, one better placed a $2.3 million bet on the spread. They, they obviously had a little teaser here, but 
a plus three and a half on Tampa Bay. So they would win $2 million. Tampa um, Bay to the moon. I know, man. Like, the thing is, if Tampa Bay – like, they can still lose as long as they lose by three or less. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean – That's just a crazy if, bet. If you're betting $2.3 million on a football game, you got, obviously, millions to lose. So Yeah. You, you don't bet what you don't mind losing. And I think that he probably – if I was that better and I had that money to – saved up to bet on this game, I'd probably just do the 2.3 on the Kansas City money line. Don't worry about yeah. this point. I mean, obviously, that might only win you, like, 1.7 million, but, like, that's that's some not some change, small buddy. change there. Yeah. Change. Um, all right. So, any other things about the Super Bowl? Maybe Super Bowl MVP predictions? Do you guys think it's going to be a quarterback? Le'Veon um, Bell. Trevor with the Le'Veon Bell sticking to it? No. Okay. Uh, I, I think if, if – I mean, I think if the Chiefs win, it's going to be – Mahomes, I think if the Bucks win, probably I mean it's probably going to be Brady, but yeah, uh, I, I especially with how Brady's really, been this year, I feel like he in the games he plays well where he has like five touchdowns, it's not like four of them are to Antonio, you know, or to Chris Evans, it, or Chris Mike Evans, jeez, they're all the Scotty America. Miller. Um, you no, know what? It, Scotty Miller is the only guy who can be the non QB Super yeah. Bowl MVP in this game. Scotty wins Super Bowl MVP. You heard it here first. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anything about the coaches, guys? I mean, it's, it's a Bruce Arians versus uh, Andy Reid matchup. I think that's a, just a good matchup in itself. I love both these coaches. Can I say that? Like, I, yeah. I, I, I've, I've been an Andy Reid guy since Philadelphia, and Bruce Arians since Arizona. Like, I guess, you know, obviously he was he had that year at the Colts and all that, but I, I both these guys just seem like really great football minds. Andy Reid's just – he's a funny guy. Like, I love his demeanor. I love – just I, I and I also like think he's a really good coach, but like he seems like a really funny guy. Like him dabbing in the locker room and like uh, talk. I think he said he had a quote that he said he had a double cheeseburger or something waiting for him if he won the <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, I, I don't know. I just Andy Reid's he's a funny guy, and then Bruce Arians. He is just seems a, like a guy that if you were on his team, he doesn't put himself on a pedestal. He doesn't like yeah. hold himself to a higher standard than anyone else, or thinks he's a, you know he just thinks he's a normal guy, which. It just seems like a good guy. Yeah. And Bruce Arians, like, he's kind of, like, he's a little more fiery. Like, he's a little more he, – he's obviously known for his, like, foul mouth, but he's he's very passionate about the game. He gets – I remember on Arizona, he'd always get, like, super red on the sideline and kind of match his uniform. Like, he's still doing that now. He's a fun, he's a fun guy to watch coach. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, I like that he, he has that passion, that, like, ferocity, the same that I think we see in Brady, where he just gets pissed. If things aren't going bad, well – I can just see those two just both being pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's talk about some some offseason moves with teams that are no longer, obviously, in the race. Uh, so Texans, they hire a new uh, head coach. His name is David Cowley, I believe. He was an assistant for the Ravens. I really know nothing about them. And, and knowing the Texans, obviously, assistant for the Ravens under Harbaugh, that's not like a bad coaching tree to come from. But – I don't know if I trust the, just the Texans organization right now to make any good decision with, with what they've been doing. So. Yeah. Um, I think David, David Kelly or whatever his, his name is. I think he is. He's been a coach he was, for a long time. I know that I was watching ESPN. They said he was a coach for a long time, but it was still I, a weird hire. I heard he was like a passing game coordinator for like the jets or something at one point, which I don't know. I don't know if you guys know, but the jets have really, Never had a good passing game. <laughs> oh, it's it's David Culley. It's a U. Oh. I spelled it wrong. My bad. This guy runs a podcast. 
Yo, you know how I was talking about the trade last week with uh, Patrick Lane is what I kept saying and, like, all those other hockey names? Yeah. I thought Lane was the one name I was sure of. It's not Lane. It's it's Lane. (laughs) It's Finnish. And so, like, I was watching him play yesterday, and I'm like, I I messed that up. So, yeah, I want to own up to that. Messed up another name in hockey. Nothing new. So, uh, I should say, he wasn't with the Jets. He was with the – Ravens. He was assistant head coach and he was wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator under John Harbaugh. And it Mm -hmm. seems like he's also an Andy Reid guy because he was with the uh, he was with the Philadelphia Eagles um, and he was with the Chiefs in 2013. Uh, Quarterbacks (laughs) coach for the Bills in 2017. And like he's never really had like a big job. And he's, it seems like he's done a lot of work with wide receivers, but he does have experience with guys like Andy Reid, Bill Cowher. So, I mean, it, this, I he, he is taking the job as the Texans head coach. That is a tough job. So I give him credit for that. And maybe the reason he got the job is because a lot of other head coach candidates didn't really want it. Yeah. If you look at his work with the Ravens this last year, I mean, I wouldn't say that's too impressive, but I think he's getting hired more on his just his time in the league and his experience with different coaches, because obviously the Ravens passing game last year was almost non-existent and actively detrimental to them in almost every game they've played. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Texans probably don't feel too great about this if you're Texans fans like this this isn't an exciting hire I'm sorry like I know he's 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 got like he's been in the league for a while he's he's worked with Andy Reid and Coach Cower but at the end of the day like this isn't exciting and that and that's what you do is I love that that's what you do as a fan like imagine if if the Texans were the Packers or for me the Bears yeah and you see this guy as your new head coach you're like in the back of your head you're like okay this is probably not the most exciting like there's some other head coaches we would have probably liked to get but then you look up those things like well, he, he did work with Andy Reid and Bill Cowher, so maybe I, I did special. the same thing with Matt LaFleur. I did we do the that. same exact I'm thing. I'm just saying, he was any, a- any fan base is going to do what you just did there, and I, and I love it. And I hope the Texans can see the bright side of him, and I hope he pans out. Yeah. Because they, they I, really need it. Hey, and who knows? Because, like, Matt LaFleur, he was, off, he was, like, involved in the offense, I think, on, like, the Titans and Redskins most recently. And I say Redskins because that's what they were when he was on the team. Uh, but right now they're the football team. Uh, so, you know – it was like, well, those offenses weren't really that good, but he also worked with, like, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. So, like, maybe he is good. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely, he was we'll, decent, so. There's been a lot of coaching changes this offseason, but let's, let's talk yeah. about some, some actual player changes here. Um, so we're going to go into NFL quarterback carousel and some that might be available. But before we do so, let's talk about the big trade that happened, yes. I believe, Saturday night at, like, midnight. It was a really weird time for a trade to come out. Um, I don't think any of us saw this coming, but Lions trade Matt Stafford to the Rams for Jared Goff, and the Lions also get two first-round picks and a third-round pick. Now, Josh, do you want to mention anything about Stafford going to the L.A. area? I don't know if you knew this, Scott, but there's a baseball team in Los Angeles, and they go by the Dodgers. Now, there's a pitcher on the Dodgers, and his name is Clayton Kershaw. And I don't know if you heard of this fella, Kershaw, before, but if you do the research, you can find out that he and Matt Stafford went to high school together. And <laughs> I didn't know they went to high school. I knew they played on, like, uh, it looked like Little League. They went to high school together, Scott. Nobody ever talks about this ever. Okay. And no one will ever talk about How it again. How many games next year? Because obviously, like, whenever they mention Clayton and Matt, they mention it all the time. 
But how many games next year to continue they're both in L.A.? Let's just talk with football games. There's 16 football games. How many games do you think Stafford and Kershaw are mentioned that they, like, grew up together in the graphics shown or just mentioned? Every game. Every single game. It's, it's just – oh, my God. It's like the Jason Kipnis, like, did you know he's from Northrop? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. It's going to be like that all over again. But, yeah, so huge trade. Um, I'll give it my thoughts, Trevor. I want to see if you concur with me. But the Lions, great trade for them. I mean, Stafford and them, they were parting ways. You get Jared Goff, not a, like, I'd say elite quarterback, but not a bad – like, you know what you're kind of getting with him. Um, and you also get two first-round picks and a third-round pick. The picks are huge, and honestly, I feel like the, the Rams gave too much just to get rid of Jared Goff. Obviously, they save a lot of cap space with him, I believe, um, and, and I think you're, you're, you're more in a position to win. I think Stafford's a better quarterback. I think, you know, with Jalen Ramsey, Donald, and their explosive offense, I think they will be a better team next year because of Stafford, but in the long run, I think they are just sabotaging themselves by, by giving up so much. Yeah, this is um, this is a weird trade. This is weird. This is weird, right? Like, cause yeah. I, I didn't expect like Jared. First of all, I didn't expect Jared Goff to get traded at all, and I didn't expect. I mean, I expected Matt Stafford to get traded, but I mean, he's on a really, you know, he's on a. This is he's on a really good team now, and also, I went, I went before we go into co- uh, coaching carousel, uh, quarterback carousel. Remind me, I, I need to bring something up, but I think like. I think Lions fans in general are like really happy about this train because <laughs> any Lions fan I, I've, I've met just as, as just as one of the like saddest people ever. And it, it it's really sad because <laughs> the Lions have mad Matt Stafford, Callan Johnson uh, and those guys, but they've had him for so long and Matt Stafford's just been there and it's been a lot of, a lot of pain. They've, I think they've had that, that one playoff loss. I think that was their only appearance in the playoffs during his time there and it's one loss it might be like two losses in there but I, I remember one it was the game against the Cowboys where of course they get shafted by the refs but I think they're just happy for him because like he now has a chance to win with like a really good coach I think he's gonna have a really good year next year but at the end of the day if this doesn't work out for the Rams like you're you have no first round picks for what, until 2024 or 2025? Like, yeah, and the thing is, they haven't had any for the past three years. Yeah. Because they like, got Jalen Ramsey. So, our, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, like, how they're going to keep building this team. This really feels like a thing that they need to win. If they don't win, like, the next year or two, I think you can call this trade a failure because they're just going to keep getting older. Guys like – I mean, shoot, Andrew Whitworth is on the team, and he's, like, at Tom Brady age now, and he's an offensive lineman. Like <laughs> – He's going to retire in the next year or two, like, or this year, you know? So the Rams, like they, this is a win now trade. I think the regression under Goff was just too much, uh, especially like this last year, like losing to the Jets, losing in the playoffs like they did. He, he obviously had the injury, but, you know, you just didn't, I, there was obviously something wrong with like Goff this year. We saw he was committing a lot of turnovers. He just wasn't making throws we were used to seeing him make. Uh, just a complete and total regression from two, uh, from last year. So. I think it's a really good – I think I still think it's a good trade because I think Matt Stafford's going to do a lot better in L.A. I think he's going to be good for them. And you know what? Lions fans, you got, you got Jared Goff. You got some hope for next year. Like, I don't know if he'll be that great, but you got all these first-round picks. You got Jared Goff, who's a guy who can win. It's just kind of funny, though. Like, he's going from Los Angeles to Detroit, kind of like uh, Blake Griffin. So maybe those two can hook up and uh, <laughs> uh, become best friends, you know, bring California to Detroit. 
that's right. pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. That, that's that's a tough transition going from from LA to uh, to Detroit. It's a quite a bit bit of a change. Um, hey, Detroit's got it got its own charm, I guess. They've been developing uh, for sure in the past couple of years, but it don't have quite the sandy beaches. But but like you said, uh, like I, I don't. I don't think we saw this trade, and and I feel like it really devalues Jared Goff. Like, you're not just giving, you're not just trading Goff for Stafford and maybe like one second round. You're willing to give up two first rounds and a third round. I mean, I don't know if that tells you more that they're going to get their guy in Stafford, or that they really thought low of Goff and wanted to get Stafford and do anything they could to get rid of Goff too. Yeah, and part of this you got to take into account because I think. It, this, it does feel like the, that Detroit's getting a lot for Matt Stafford is that Jared Goff has that big contract. He's getting paid $134 million over four years, and he just signed it in 2019. So, yeah. And it's $110 which is even, million which is guaranteed. even more shocking that, that they gave him up a year after that contract was signed. Yeah. Like, so, that, that's why I think it was a big deal of we didn't see this coming. Um, yeah. You said you wanted to mention something before we do NFL quarterback carousel. What is that, Trevor? Okay, so you, you can move this back if you want to, but I forgot to bring it up. And if I forget to bring it up this episode, someone we know is going to probably kill me, drive out to Ames and just murder me in my sleep. Uh, but is this our friend about, from Ames? <laughs> he's not from Ames. Our friend, uh, our friend from Iowa State? Yeah, and uh, – this is a very important stat and it's for the Super Bowl preview. So the last time that Jared Goff, Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes has lost by two scores in a game was a, a 66 to 10 loss to Iowa state, uh, three and eight Iowa state uh, in Ames. Um, obviously uh, he was, Patrick Mahomes was injured at around halftime, but he did come back out and play. And yeah, he lost to a, uh, little known guy Joel Lanning who was also <laughs> playing linebacker at the time who was playing quarterback it's just a it's a crazy this is stat. an awesome story yeah uh but it's uh one of those moments that uh kind of was like oh hey I you know we're, we're terrible but we're not that bad my freshman year at Iowa State so it, that was a fun memory for me it was fun seeing that get brought up in the news uh so you know if Patrick Mahomes can lose 66 uh to 10 to a uh, Iowa State team quarterback by a linebacker. I'm sure he can do the same to Tom Brady. I think that's what the Buccaneers got to rely on. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the fun stat I had to bring I up. I think uh, Joel Lanning, he might he might get picked up before the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's just I, like I just as like a fourth string emergency that. option. You know, you're He's down by what's up? Taysom Hill. He's gonna be Taysom Hill. That's that's yeah. the role he play. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. But you know, Brady. Let's Brady gets a lot of pressure. He gets hurt, or they're down by enough. Throw him out there. See, see if history can repeat itself. Um, maybe Just saying, he's unsigned right now. So. I, I, would, I would expect so. Um, a 3-8 and eight Ames, or Iowa State team does not sound like a, a starting quarterback in the NFL, um, or backup for that matter. All right, so let's get into some NFL quarterback carousel. So we could go into some, some like, who we think is going to be free agents, who we think are going to be trade or cut, and who the first-round picks are, or we can just go team-to-team and talk about some quarterbacks that might be available. What uh, do you guys? Let's, let's let's do uh, probably what I think team to team might be okay. the best just to make sure we cover all our bases. So yeah, I, I, mean, I got listed pretty much alphabetically, not like, you know, Atlanta, Matt Ryan's not available because he has a huge con, but teams to team, team to team of what quarterbacks may be available. So we're starting with home of Chicago. Uh, Mitch, his contract's expiring. He's going to be a free agent. And then the Foles, 
experiment. That kind of failed last year. So what do you think the Bears do? I honestly think I, – I, I thought that the Bears might give Trubisky another chance, but it seems like they might be letting him go. I don't know. I mean, as a Bears fan, what, I mean, what do you think they should do here? Because they – I don't know. They don't necessarily have that high of a pick. Nope. Uh, Trubisky honestly felt like their best option at quarterback this year. And that could be because of his mobility. That could be because he was—he just is a better quarterback than Foles. Uh, we don't. I, I think he is. I think so too, and I also think with our line, he was the best option just because of his mobility. But I, I do think even with a good line, I think he still was better. Um, I, I personally think that Mitch is going to be a good quarterback in the league. Maybe not great, maybe not ever great, but I think he's a good quarterback. And I think if he goes to another team, I think he'll really blossom. But obviously, as a Bears fan, I would like to see him come back. We don't have a high pick. We're not going to get any of the, the top four quarterback picks, I believe. Um, Which Jake Locker up to. <laughs> so, but, I mean, you're going to have guys like, you know, these are guys who are planned to be on the market. Uh, as of right now, you got Dak Prescott, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Trubisky's obviously there. Uh, Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor. Uh I, I forget about Tyrod because of the because he hasn't played since that first week. I think can't forget about Rod. Andy Dalton, which I thought Andy Dalton was signed for this year, but they're saying he's. I thought he was just a one year. Oh, okay. Andy Dalton will be out there, um, and I don't RG3. know if I. What's let me look up his contract. But I don't know if I want like with that. Um, I mean, do any of these free agent quarterbacks intrigue you? You know. Oh, Dak, without a doubt. Right. <laughs> I mean, Dak but, would be a huge improvement. I mean, I think Tyrod Taylor is good. I've I think Tyrod has always been good, but he always, you know, it's either they try Baker, next thing you know, he's great, or they, you know, they draft Josh Allen. Like, he, he just keeps losing that starter position, or the doctor stabs him in the lung. Like, what are you going to do about that? You know, what are you going to do? incidents, but, and, and I think Tyrod, like, I don't even know how old he is now, but I think he, he might struggle at times, but I think he also shows some really good flashes at times, too. But I think I'd rather have Mitch just with his consistency and how he's been our starter. Um, yeah. Obviously, Dak would be, the, I think, the best. You know what? It really feels like the, the two options that the Bears have at quarterback right now, you know, excluding draft, because I don't think that's where they're going to be looking, unless they are able to trade up or something, is you're going to have either, you know, Trubisky re-signed or franchise tagged, which I don't think they're going to – it doesn't seem like that's the route they're going, or they're going to try to make a run at Deshaun Watson. I, I think it's – yeah, I think it's either going to be like trying – it's, it's going to be trying to get Mitch to re-sign – or it's the, or it's going to be Dak or Deshaun. It's going to be our, what we're going to go for. I don't know if we're going to be able to sign Dak, and I don't know if we're going to be able to trade for Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the Texans are. I mean, obviously they're pretty split, so I don't know if you can get a good deal on that. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, it's it's interesting. So that's the Bear situation. Josh, what do you want as a as a? I guess this this season you were a fan of the Bears. Uh like. I think Deshaun Watson would be the most popular athlete in Chicago if they got if the city were to acquire him. Yeah, um, I think he would flourish in Chicago. I think he'd be great. I don't know if the Bears would be good, but I think Deshaun Watson personally would flourish in Chicago. And uh, I don't know. I mean, if if you tell me Nick or Nick uh, Foles or uh, Mitch Trubisky, I'll take Trubisky. But I think that ship has sailed. Mm-hmm. I know that at the end of this, at the, after the playoff game, Mitch said he wanted to come back, so it felt like he had things to do. And uh, I don't think the Bears care, though. And it's a shame because I think, like, 
I like I, I said, I think Mitch is a good quarterback. I don't know if he's a great quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. And I, if you give him, you know, proper, a proper head coach, I think, I think Nagy is the problem. If you gave him a proper head coach, who knows what he could be, but give me, give me superstar, I guess, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is tough. Cause like, obviously with whatever quarterback we get, if we don't have a good coach or a good game plan, it, it's just going to be terrible either way. So like as much as I want Deshaun, if we keep Nagy, which it sounds like we're gonna, how good can Watson be or, or will, will Nagy limit him? So we'll see on that. Um, with Dallas, Dak's going to become an unrestricted free agent. I don't know if they, they can re-sign him. I mean, obviously he's coming off that, that, that bad injury. He wanted an extension. He was playing it out of his mind before the injury. So I, I don't know if, if he's – I don't know if he's split with Dallas or if he's hopeful to come back and just be healthy. Yeah, you know, I really think – I think Dallas is going to try to re-sign him. I think Dallas leaving him would be a huge mistake. I would – I mean, make him the highest-paid quarterback. Like, find the money. He, You have to keep this man. I just – I don't know – I mean, what, what what's Dallas supposed to do if, if they don't have him, you know? We I saw I, how they did without him. I mean, it was it was atrocious. I mean, whoever yeah. they were starting, whether it was Dalton or – was it Cooper? Danucci. <laughs> Danucci, yeah, it was just bad. Um. So, yeah, I think Dallas should make a run at it. And if they don't, I, I think they're just as lost as we are with what they're going to do. Yeah, they, they have to resign Dak because I really don't know. I don't think they have really great options. I mean, they have the number 10 pick in the draft, which isn't bad. I mean, shoot, Deshaun, I think uh, it was Watson or was it Mahomes? I think Mahomes got drafted at 10 by the Chiefs, wasn't it? Uh, so, you know. <clears throat> who, did the, who did the Bears take second overall in that draft? That'd be Mitch. Risky. Interesting, <laughs> but that's that's just that's just um, you know maybe maybe they can look to the draft here, but at, on this honestly, I think just resigning Dak is the way to go. Um, just please like give him a contract; he deserves it. He's amazing. Like, and honestly, like they they need a uh, so they have the twentieth pick I think this year, so that's not even that early. Um, but. I, I think they need to, like, keep Dak in draft defense because they, they were really bad defensively. Um, next team we got, Denver. So, Drew Locke did not really earn, I believe, that starting position at quarterback in his second season. He didn't take that, that leap or, or showed much. So, I, I think his time in Denver is going to be done. Um, I don't know if they'll wave, release, trade, just keep him as a backup. But I, I think they're going to be looking for a new option there. Um, and then – the next one we have is Rivers retiring in Indianapolis. So their quarterback situation, does that mean Jacob resets the starter? Are they looking to draft or trade? So what do you think about Denver and in, in Indianapolis? You know, I thought they were, that Indianapolis was going to try to get Matt Stafford. Um, I did I too. I, I think they had the picks to, to trade for him. I'm not sure if they would have had that, you know, replacement level quarterback. Uh, and obviously I think, I think Detroit got as much as they could for Matt Stafford. So I I don't see Indianapolis really beating out that trade, but I don't know. I think the Colts, I I mean, I I remember when Jacoby Brissett started, like I didn't hate him at quarterback. He actually was, you you know, like pretty decent for some games. He beat the chiefs. Like he wasn't, I wouldn't say he was great, but like, I don't think he was actively bad enough, but I think if the Colts go into the season with Jacoby Brissett, it kind of feels like a lost season. You know, it doesn't feel doesn't feel good. Like maybe they, they might they might win up. nine or ten, but you don't, you know they're not going to win in the playoffs. I mean, they might win one playoff game, but they're not going to. Yeah, I, you know they'll beat the teams they should, but they they won't. They don't have the potential or capability of winning the big game, and that's that's not what you want to go into the season thinking. 
You know what right. I really thought would have happened by now? I really, really thought that Andrew Luck would be back in the league at this point. Like, I really thought that. I thought he was going to, like, take a year off and go play for the Patriots. What's yeah. he up to? I don't know. Um, hey, here's, here's the other thing you got to remember is that I don't think the Colts have their first-round pick this year because they traded it for uh, DeForest Buckner, didn't they? I think they did. And honestly, I, I don't think that's a horrible trade. I think Buckner's a stud. But, yeah, the Colts in Denver, that's an interesting quarterback locker room. Jacksonville is also interesting. Obviously, Gardner Minshew and Mike Glennon. Those I mean, are Jacksonville, their... the number one pick, it's got to be Trevor Lawrence, right? I think that's – if they don't do that, they're trading down. I mean, it's it's yeah. either take Lawrence or trade down. And, and uh, I think Lawrence won. have their pick. Sorry. Okay. Lawrence, one, will sell, will sell tickets for Jacksonville, which is big. And, two, he gives them something they haven't had in years, which is hope. I mean, he, he I'm not saying he's going to come in and make this team – Great. I mean, Joe Burrow played great for the Bengals, but he he might have been the reason they only won. They won a couple. Like he he was so good for them. Um, you know what? Indianapolis, Mitch Trubisky stays Midwest. I don't know. Could happen. I feel like he'd do so well there. I similar to Bears. Good defense. Frank, I love Frank Reich as a coach. I and think honestly, he's a really good better coach. offense, better offense than good offensive coach and great offensive line too. Really good line. Good run game, which the Bears did not have. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have – I mean, Montgomery's good. It's just we don't have any line. Yeah. Uh, but now you have Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack coming back from injury, and Hines. So three good running backs, all good pass catchers. Mo Cox at tight end. T.Y. Hilton at receiver. Uh, that could be a – Mitch could, ha- like, thrive there. Um, and he's two years younger than Brissett. And a lot years younger right and a lot less kids than Phillip Rivers. So, yeah, that is a good <laughs> I, point. I saw a graph. Uh, it was uh, it was Philip Rivers versus Tom Brady, but their their lines were different. It was Philip Rivers' children versus Tom Brady's Super Bowl appearances. <laughs> that, and right now, Tom Brady hasn't beat by one. But that was just the most. That's re- subject to change. If if, if Rivers has a set of twins, that's that's game <laughs> over. Um, but yeah, the next one I got is Las Vegas Raiders. They could move on from Derek Carr. I don't think they will. Yeah. But if they do, they save $20 million. If they don't think he's the option and they want to start rebuilding, who knows? I mean, it's Gruden. Anything could happen. It's the Raiders. Al yeah. Davis is, you know. Honestly, with the Raiders, it feels like they're either going to – they're just going to try Derek Carr with John Gruden. If it doesn't work out, then, oh, well. Uh, I, I think they might even think about getting rid of John Gruden at that point. I mean, uh, he has, what, a 10-year, $100 million contract, and I think this is going to be his third season. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, he's still, he's still signed for a long time, so. Yeah, the yeah. Raiders, they have the 17th pick in the draft. Uh, can they get a quarterback there? Not too sure, but maybe they can trade up and get a guy like they could probably Jones. Get a, they could probably get a quarterback there. Mac Jones, maybe? I feel like the, the, well, the top four quarterbacks that are projected right now are Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson. Trey Lance? I know. I know nothing about Trey Lance, but he's been shooting up the draft boards. Um, Who do he play for? I don't even know, man. North you Dakota know, State. Yeah, no wonder I haven't heard of that, him. That's Carson Wentz there, right there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think he's projected to maybe go early. Uh, obviously, Mac Jones could, too. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, like, those are the four quarterbacks that I, I think at 17 you maybe get you – know, I think Fields, Lawrence, and Wilson will be the top three. I think Lance could go, though, at 17 maybe. But I don't know if, if you're the Vegas Raiders, if you feel confident about that pick. Well, Mac Jones. Is he a senior? Or junior? He entered the draft. Okay, well, he entered the draft. Yeah, I, I put him above those uh, above Lance as well. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what Vegas does. I think it's just 
I feel like they're going to stick with Carr. Um, yeah. All right. New England. Obviously, the successor to Tom Brady with Cam Newton did not work out, did not fit oh. in the system, did not go with the Belichick way. Uh, what is it? What do you think is going to happen with Cam? Do you think he's just still going to be on New England? Do you think they're splitting up? Do you think Cam goes elsewhere? I think Cam Newton's time is done in New England. I think New England could pull a fast one on us and just go out and sign Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott seems like a New England guy. He's kind of he's got a little more of a quiet demeanor. He seems he's like he could work with coaches. Uh, I just and you know I what? Don't know. New I England could, had I, like eight defensive players opt out. So if they get Dak, who's just was amazing till he got injured. So they get and they Dak just have to sign him, and they have the whole defense back. It just depends on uh, cap space. Obviously, which I don't build, know build the, some offense around him. I mean, I don't can, know the Patriots yeah. cap situation. But. And you need more than just Edelman. But, yeah, that'd be scary. I, I could see that. I, I don't know. What do you think about Newton? Backup somewhere else? Starter somewhere else? Backup in New England? He's going to have to battle for a job. Honestly, and Newton, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to sign. Like, I don't know what team would want. I mean, maybe, maybe the Bears make a run at him. But I don't think that. Maybe – you know what? I think if everything – like, I think Newton's going to go somewhere where it's like a team's last option. Like, and this is nothing against Newton. I just think we all saw – on film what he was able to bring last year and it wasn't a lot i mean it wasn't all his fault but at the end of the day it just really felt like he wasn't doing enough on his end like you said whenever you mentioned his throwing mechanics it just looked painful like him getting the ball out did not look fluid it did not look comfortable it looked like it hurt his shoulder and a lot of the throws were at his players feet which is just not not good accuracy and that's a big thing to, to teach in the nfl yeah, um, so I'd say for the Patriots, I, I'd watch out for Dak because I'm looking. They have, I think it looks like 58 million dollars in cap space. Uh, watch out for Dak, and I mean they're they have the 15th pick, so they could be getting a guy like Trey Lance or uh, and developing or uh, Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones could be good there. I, um, I don't know much about Trey Lance, but okay. The next team, I don't want to spend too long on this one because it's just so much speculation, and we really can't do anything. But New Orleans, Drew Brees. He's going to be, I believe, 42 this year. He might retire with Brady playing into 43 years old. Maybe Brees thinks he can do the same. Um, maybe he doesn't want to go out the way he did losing in the playoffs to the, the Buccaneers. But, you know, obviously Brees coming back would affect Jameis and Taysom. Do they stick around hoping that they can get the spot another year awaiting? Or do you think Winston can go start somewhere else now? I really feel like, the Saints are going to go with Jameis Winston as their starter and Taysom Hill as the hybrid kind of quarterback. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. I think that's they found that to work for them. I think they like having Jameis around. I think bringing him in was maybe part of a grand like, – like a backup plan in case Drew Brees did retire, which he hasn't officially announced anything, but it really feels like he's done. I don't know why. Like, I feel like before any other quarterback, this one re- – like Rivers, I don't even know why. I didn't think he'd retire for some reason. But Breeze really feels like he's done. Yeah. I just he's feel like it's the end. I, I think I think that's that's their quarterback situation. I don't know who else I mean, maybe they they'd be in a market for a guy like Dak if they just let both guys go, but I don't think they have the cap space. So I'm just mm-hmm. think I'm just thinking they're gonna go with a guy like Winston or even Taysom Hill. And honestly Jameis in Nola under Sean Payton. Yeah, it's fun. Really help his career. Like, I, I think he could improve. And, and I have, having that year behind Breeze, learning accuracy, learning leadership, I think Winston, I, I hope he really does well if he is the starter next year. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think that's, that's – So, let's, let's talk to the 
the tomfoolery that is the New York Jets. So Sam Darnold, I, I don't know if you say he's just not getting it done or if it's Adam Gase uh, in his offensive coach. Oh, man, Trevor's doing his Adam Gase uh, press conference uh, impersonation right now with the wonky eyes. Oh, my God, that was so weird. But, yeah, I, I, don't, know, I don't know if, like, Darnold, I believe, is going to have another chance just because you don't know his potential and his skill because he was on the Jets. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying he's he is a starter. I don't know if he's like, good or not, but I'm just saying because he was on the Jets, we can't really evaluate him fully. So the Jets went out and hired a defensive coach, Robert Sala, who I think well deserving of a coaching job. Yeah, tough job. Uh, it's, I think the interesting. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna look up if if he's hired coordinators yet. Uh, but I think at the end of the day you know, they're probably just going to stick with Darnold for another year. But I, I do believe the Jets are going to be drafting a quarterback this draft, and that's going to either be Justin Fields or uh, the BYU guy, uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, so yeah. I think you're going to have some quarterback competition. I think you're going to see uh, Robert Sala hire a, a certain offensive guy to go work with a, his young quarterback, and they're just going to see, you know, is Darnold the guy or is are they going to go with the young guy? And I think this, it's going to be a heavy favorite for the young guy to get playing time and Darnold's going to end up being a trade candidate or a cut candidate. That's when the they, they draft like a Zach Wilson and they're, they're all in on, on Darnold during training camp and preseason. Yep. And then you keep hearing stuff about like Zach Wilson's <laughs> been amazing at practice or, you know, he's just such a good practice performer. And then they start him in like week two. Yeah, it, it feels like they, they might go the, the Josh Rosen route with uh, yeah. Darnold. <laughs> what happened yeah. to him? Wasn't he supposed to be good? There was a, there was a funny I, – I, there's a funny graphic that always goes around with, like, Cliff Kingsbury being, like, Josh Rosen's our guy the year he got hired. And obviously that was the year they took Kyler Murray and cut, cut or traded Josh <laughs> Rosen. They traded um, him. And then the, the next uh, team, San Francisco, they have Jimmy G. Do they move on from him, save $23 million? Do they stick with him, try to win? Do they try to go – I mean, if they can get a bigger quarterback, maybe trade Jimmy for Deshaun, do they feel better about that? I don't know. Yeah, I think – hmm, I don't know. I think – I think. I mean, I, I'm not a big Jimmy G guy. I'm not saying he's not likable, but I just don't think he's that good. I agree. I think you saw that a lot of that in his first couple of games, you know, he had that game against the Vikings where he got hurt, obviously. Uh, but he had the Super Bowl game where he missed a couple big time throws. I mean, he works. I think he can win a Super Bowl. I mean, he almost did in uh, uh, 20, 2019, but last year. Know, yeah. So I just don't think he's the guy, like, I don't think he's the guy that gives you a consistent chance to win the Super Bowl. I think, the 49ers have been looking to move on from him and trying to get a guy. I mean, shoot, I think they even had interest in Aaron Rodgers at one point, uh, which, you know, I, he's not, he's not going anywhere. It seems like based on recent news, but it seems like they're going to try to go out and sign a guy that they're making, maybe make a trade, maybe Watson, you know, I think, I think they're the likely candidate for quarterback of the 49ers is going to be a guy that either have to trade for or sign. I'm I think sure. Watson would be – this. if I had to predict where I think Watson might go, I think San Francisco would be my heavy favorite. Um, yeah. one they thing, have players to trade too. They have players to trade too because I don't think you need to trade that much to get Watson because obviously he doesn't want to go back to the Texans. Um, I, I just think that would be interesting. And like you, you mentioned Rodgers. I, obviously I don't have him on this list because I don't think he is in the quarterback carousel. Some fans might speculate that he is. Um, 
I don't think he's going anywhere. No. Uh, you, you can talk about his frustration with his team, but that's that's not that's not real. Um, no, Washington, it's real. It's just you know everyone's emotional after losing yeah. a big game like that. But they, but they blew it out of proportion that he's not coming back and that he wants out of Green Bay. I mean, they were a, a great team this year. I don't think he wants out of that situation to go. No. There's there's very few situations he could go to that would be better than the Green Bay Packers right now. Um, and what he created with Adams and Lafleur. So, uh, what, the last team I got, Washington Football Team. So you saw they, they got rid of Haskins last year. Uh, Alex Smith, I don't think is really a long-term option. Maybe they draft a, a quarterback. Yeah, but, I mean, as a playoff team, their options are going to be limited, right? So <laughs> Playoff team out of the N- NFC East. They have the 19th pick. It's, it's crazy because yeah. they, they won, what, seven games? Seven games, 19th pick. That's, that is wild. You know, I think – Dude, I don't know. Washington's going to have to either, again, make a trade or sign a guy in free agency if they want a, a win-now quarterback because they're I, I just, can see they're not him getting like, draft. like Drew Locke or Gardner Minshew. Yeah. If just, Washington gets Mitch Trubisky, too, I'd be excited for that. Um, but, yeah. Maybe Cam I, Newton. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, all right. That's all I got for NFL. Trevor, you got anything else for that? No, that's that's all I got. I, I brought up the stats, so I, I, my life is safe for another week. <laughs> All right, and then let's go NBA power rankings. So we got ESPN power rankings right now. So this is the first week, I believe, all year the Lakers are not number one. The Clippers eclipsed them to take the one spot. They move from two to one. They just switched spots. Clippers go to one. Lakers go to two. Uh, 76ers move from four to three. Utah moves from three to four. So they also switched flopped there. And then Denver moves from eight to five. So there's the movement in the top five. Um also, I believe these power rankings come out, I believe, Monday. So it, it, it does not take into account Tuesday games. Um, if, if a big win happens and for some reason the team moves down or up, it, it does not take that. Um, Brooklyn, they moved to six. I know we talk about them a lot. Um, they're up one. They were at seven last week. Raptors moved down to 21. They dropped five spots. I'm sure Josh has many thoughts about that. And then Trevor, our Bulls moved from 22 to 26. So, guys, what, what do you want to talk about first with power rankings? Well, let's start at the top, I'd say, uh, unless you guys want to go over something else. I think Lakers going down, you know, that was obviously that weird that weird East Coast run. I say East Coast. They, one of them was in Detroit. But like, that <laughs> loss to Detroit was really weird. Philadelphia makes sense. I mean, Philadelphia is a really good team this year. Joel Embiid's an MVP candidate. I mean, you can see how important Joel Embiid has been this year. Like, I think he's missed a couple games in those games they've played. It's kind of been a little closer. Like, uh, I think they had a game against the Grizzlies he didn't play. And, like, it was just, like, Ben Simmons. And you could see it wasn't the same team. Yeah. So, you know, it's something to watch out for. Like, 76ers are really Dude. good. With, with the Clippers at one, they just don't feel like the best team in basketball to me. I just feel like that's a really weird ranking for me. Like, yeah. them at two or three. I have no problem with, but them moving up to one just does not sit right with me. I want to know if you guys agree. It, it yeah, I don't know. Who would you put? Who who's above them? Like who? You, you, who, who? I mean, I kind of get the Lakers having that hard run there, but I I think they're too good. I, I think they should be one. Um, I think Philly has been unreal. I would I would probably do Lakers, Philly, and Utah. I mean, Utah won on like a 10, 11 game winning streak where they were not just covering the spread, but they were winning by like ten points a game. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think I do, I'd probably go Lakers, 76ers, Utah, Clippers. 
I, I feel like every week has had like kind of like a surprise team in the, mm-hmm. like in the NBA. Like I think the 76ers have been a surprise at the start of the year and they, they're still really good, but we kind of know them now. I think now uh, you can see like the jazz are kind of taking that role. Like they've kind of quietly, they, they, I think the jazz have had the quietest like 15 and five record in the NBA. Like I didn't yeah. honestly realize until like the last couple weeks, like, Oh, okay. Like the jazz are like playing really well. I mean, Gobert's doing well. He just got that big contract of, uh, Bogdanovich has obviously been huge lately uh, with his scoring. So they're going to be a team to watch. But at, at, in the top five, I'd say that's like probably the, the biggest is, surprise. Utah, yeah, Utah top five. It's not even just like Gobert, Mitchell, Bogdan. It's the whole team. They are shooting a lot. I think they shoot the highest three-point percentage in the league as a team or, or maybe yeah. the most three-pointers made. Which those. is weird for them. Like which They don't is, seem like a three-point shooting team. They don't because they're a very defensive team. Get out on the fast break, but – I mean, they have Clarkson coming off the bench, scoring like 19 points a game. Um, mm-hmm. he's thriving he's in the that guy role. They loved back there. Yeah, uh, and, and last year you got what? You got Conley, a veteran point guard who is just consistently good at scoring and facilitating. Plays defense, stays level-headed, doesn't get stupid technicals, which is what he's known for—is not getting technicals. Um, just an all-around really well-built team, a lot of depth, and they're just playing really good basketball together. Um. They had that bad loss to Denver, though, which is you know, maybe why Denver's up three spots. I, I'd say, yeah, it's a bad loss, but you know but what? It's, it's a loss to Denver. It's not like you're losing to Detroit like the Lakers did. <laughs> yeah. Without Anthony Davis, you know. Uh, I just I, – I don't think it's – it's obviously the, the, the Nuggets really controlled that game. and But, I mean, well, Utah's still quite good. And they're going to be a team to watch out for. I, you know, I thought it was interesting too that Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year candidate every year, pretty much. You know, just an unreal block machine. He's one on one with Jokic, and Jokic gets forty three points. He he like he destroyed him. Like that's that's when I feel like if you're a Defensive Player of the Year candidate and you let anyone get forty plus points on you, you should be out of the you <laughs> out of the vote. To it. You, like. <laughs> unless you swatted him seven times and he just took a high percentage of shots. Sure. I'll give you that. Like if he's shooting 60 times and he scores 43, fine. But he, he just got owned by, by Jokic. Um, and that was a, that was a fun matchup. Obviously Gobert did not have a lot of fun in it, but it was, it's all, I, I always love seeing uh, I mean, centers you, go at Utah, each other. The like thing that. is Utah Denver has history could not maybe long history, but just cause the bubble, that seven game series was unbelievable. Mitchell yeah. and, Murray going at each other. Now we got Jokic just taking it at the former defensive player of the year. Like that's Which a fun so matchup. Cool you don't see that in the NBA now because it's a, it's a three and D it's a fast pace, fast break. It's, you know, it's points, points, points. You don't see a lot of these like centers getting down the post going at each other. I mean, usually it's one team has a really good center, like an Embiid or an Anthony Davis or Jokic. And the other team just like has a guy out there that's trying to guard him. And that's it. This team, it's like, okay, you got Gobert out there who's really good. You got Jokic out there who's really good. They're going at each other. Obviously, Jokic got the far better match of that. But I just – I love seeing <laughs> these big bodies just collide, go at each other. It feels really classic NBA. Like It was uh, awesome. I just, it's, 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 a, it's like basketball heaven for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk Josh's Raptors. So, they moved down five spots. This does not include yesterday's game where Fred Van Vliet went off. Kyle Lowry had a triple-double, I believe. Um, Pascal has been playing very well recently. Maybe not his best game last night, but I think that he was facilitating, getting a lot of assists, rebounding as well, um, and he stayed pretty aggressive. But, yeah, they moved to 21. Josh thinks they should I, – I know last week you said you think they should be top 15, 
and, and now they move down from 16 to 21. What, what do you what do you think about that? They're a top 15 team. They might be they might be number 15. Honestly, okay. they might be this number 15. But no, they they should not be below 15. Especially 21. No, who who name me name me the teams that I'm looking are, it up right now. Who who's the 21 to 15? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you can keep going. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, for the Raptors, one thing I'm thankful about for your fan base, Josh, is creating the gorilla spinning meme for Pascal Siakam. <laughs> that, Look, that, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting until someone does the research and like correlates how good he is to how many spins he has a night. Is I think I think it's like the more he spins, the better he is. So I'm just waiting for him to never stop spinning on the court, just internally spinning up and down defense. I'm just spinning. It's, it's my game. favorite NBA meme this year, and I I just shout out Raptors fans for making that connection for me. All right, Josh, I, I got your team. So the Raptors at eight and twelve are twenty one right now, like we said. Um, twenty at eight and twelve, so same record. They have the Mavericks. Uh. The Mavericks are probably better. Okay, okay, but that's just one. Nineteen at nine and twelve, they have the Knicks. No, the Raptors are better than the Knicks. I don't think. The, I think the Mavs and the Raptors are way better than the Knicks. Eighteen at nine and eleven, you have the Hornets, which I I think should the Raptors, Raptors and Mavs <laughs> should also be a bit better than them. The Raptors beat the Hornets twice. Cleveland is nine and eleven at seventeen. No, nope, Raptors. Rockets nine and nine at sixteen. Raptors. I do like the Rockets at 16, though, just because they have an even record. Like, that's kind of where they belong. Hawks, 10 and 9 or 15. Raptors. So, what do we learn? Learn the Mavs and the Raptors are way too low. Yeah. I think the Mavs are all those teams, too. I mean, the Heat right now are 22. I mean, the Heat should be up as well. But they obviously have. That was the way they've been playing. And well, like, Jimmy I just got back. The Jimmy injury, so. Yep. So, like, I, th- I think for, for when the rankings came out, it made sense. I think everyone's expecting that to, to move up. Um, Trevor, Bulls at 26. They dropped four spots from 22. How do you feel about that one? Honestly, uh, that – dude, that game against the, the Blazers killed me. I mean, it's, again, it's – Can we talk about I, that shot for a second? Can we talk about that sequence? Can we talk about this, just the sequence of that yeah, game? Let's, let's, let's go into it. Okay. So, Damian Lillard takes – they're talking about the last – how long? It was like 10 seconds, the last 10 seconds of the game. Uh, Dame pulls up from literally the Bulls logo, just pulls up, drains it. Crazy shot. No one's talking about that shot because the buzzer reader, but like that shot was absurd. Just straight up from the logo, pulls up, cool. And then inbound to the corner where Levine is, where you should never inbound the ball there in the first place because he's trapped. Nothing good can come from that. But he was obviously bear-hugged by two – trailblazers and there was no foul call and then uh even the, the league review said it was a clean that there should have been a jump ball not a foul like there's pictures yeah. like there's pictures <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> like, jump ball was a, was a bit ridiculous <laughs> i just you know i think i look i'm, I'm not I, mean, I am disappointed in this loss but at the end of the day like the bulls are still very watchable and like fun to watch right now they're they're 7 11 which isn't great but I really lo- like the young talent showing up. Larry Markkinen's doing great, and again, I, I don't bet. I don't bet on the Bulls when they're when whenever they're favored to win. They were favored, I think, three and a half points this game. I mean, I that was immediate. Just no, like I'm not gonna touch it. I did I touch uh, Damian Lillard plus thirty five points, which he easily hit that. Uh, well, I, don't, I say easily, but 
How did Zach Levine lose that jump ball, though? We all know how high he could jump. Like, <laughs> how did he lose that jump ball? It's all timing. Um, I, yeah. But, no, with, with this game, so the Bulls, I think, at half were down 11. And I was texting our friends. I'm saying, there's no way the Bulls should be down 11 to the, the Blazers right now. Now, Blazers' full team with Nurkic and McCollum and Dame, yeah, we can lose by double digits, no problem. But this is really just Dame and Cantor was tearing us apart. Um, with like seven of eight shooting in the first half. Our team's too good to be down 11 to that team. So I was very happy we fought back, and we, we were actually leading. I'm okay. I, if you would have told me, hey, we're yeah. going to lose to the Blazers by one point, I'd be like, you know what? We made it competitive. That, that's probably where we should be right now with our roster. The fact that if you watched how we lost, though, and that, that sequence, I mean, credit to Dame, but we should have been able to close out that game. Yeah, it's it's one of those coin flip moments where it really like the Bulls should should be able to close out there and they didn't. But you know they'll they'll keep learning. I think I think it's a loss that comes at a time where losses don't necessarily matter as much for the Bulls. But they they kept it close. They kept it. I mean they came back almost almost. They had a lead for a lot of that second half. Uh, just yeah, disappointing. But it is what it is. Also, um, uh, shout out uh, shout out Bradley Beal. <laughs> uh, just a great great shot against the Wizards. Shout out Bradley Beal. <laughs> Against the Nets, Jesus. Okay. That was a change of games right there. But, yeah, no, Beal is unreal. Um, just a great player. So, um, For the second half. The second half. Um, the dude, they, half they scored, like, 130 points in the last, like, 50 minutes of that game. It was nuts. Um, Clay and Draymond, they were trash-talking Rodney McGruber. I don't know if you guys want to touch too much about that. That's just a non-story. Um I just thought that was kind of interesting. There, um, go ahead, Trevor. Did you see uh, Steph Curry was also talking to a uh, uh, big baby, big baby Davis, which is one I know of the that was Clay. I thought still, I think that was Clay as well. No, it was Steph, I think. I think so. I think Big Baby came at Clay and was it Clay? Said, yeah, Big Baby came at Clay and said, "Oh, you know, yeah." And he's like, "Oh, you're giving all these people hard times, like no, or you know, you're you're, you're trashing on McGruber." So he, he was karma that's for the, being in, like that yeah. he was injured. It looks like you got your karma because you're injured. Ridiculous. Um, and, and Clay's just like, "I'd run up and down the court on you," which I'm like, "Big baby ain't playing anymore." Like he he wasn't the most physical and athletic guy when he did play, but I just that's when if you're an ex NBA player that's not like Michael Jordan or Kobe caliber. I wouldn't trash talk, you know, like, like you're Glenn Davis. You're talking against Clay. Well, he's also saying like, if you deserve to be injured, like what? That's never a positive Dude. thing. You never, yeah, that's not I don't, nice to either. I don't like, care if you a, don't like a Clay's player. Clay's a cool guy. Like he's very well liked. Yeah. Clay's <laughs> you know? not like a heel or like a villain in the NBA. He's not like a mean guy. I'm trying to think yeah. of like, like how people don't like Grayson Allen. I would not want him to get injured. Because Grayson yeah. Allen's a shit bag. Yeah, he's a he's a piece of shit that keeps tripping yeah, players his... and taking low blows. And Draymond's kicking guys in the nuts every year. But I don't want them to get hurt. I just want them to suck. You know, I want them to do bad, or I want them to yeah. miss shots. Like that, it's not like I want them to like tear an Achilles. That's a horrible thing to wish on another. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting thing happening there. Um, Adam Silver says the NBA is working on a single night All Star game as well as a skills competition. This should be about a month away on March 7th. So we talked about this. Um, I don't really I get don't an all-star game. I don't no fans. Well, it's, it's a skills competition. I don't know. If, is the Yo. skills competition like the – how they did like the bigs versus lit guards and they would do like 
you know, just the dribbling, the passing, and the shooting, and whoever does it in the fastest time? Or would it be three-point skills competition and dunk contest? You know, I, I said it last week, but I really think NBA All-Star Weekend is, like, it, it, it matters to have the fans there if you're going to, like, that's such a big part of it, especially for those those day one, or they did, like, the day one events or whatever you, like, it's, it's the dunk contest, three-point challenge, and skills contest. So I think that matters a lot. And mm-hmm. just if there's no fans, it's going to, it's going to be like, whatever. That's the know. best part of, of NBA All-Star Weekend. It is the skills competition day, that first day. I, I've been to one. I went to the one in Toronto um, yeah. where Zach Levine beat Aaron Gordon in the dunk contest. It was electric. It was awesome. There's legends walking around. And as a fan, I had a great time. But I got to admit, if, I was, <laughs> if I'm a player and I'm dunking in front of no one and you get no, you know, no applause or you don't, you don't have to put on a show like what the dunk contest has kind of been over the past couple of years with different characters or different costumes. It'd be really weird. Yeah. So that, that's, that's my opinion. I just, just, you know what, if, if you can't have fans there, just don't have it. Like, I don't know, maybe you can find something else to do, but it, it can't be a, like an exact thing with just no fans. Like, I mean, it seems weird different. to me that they're tightening up, you know, they're tightening up like uh, the rules and stuff with the mass and regulations. And they're like, Oh, let's all go to freaking Atlanta and do an all-star game now. I don't, yeah. let's <laughs> yeah. all go to one spot. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I love All-Star Weekend is, is like one of my favorite times of the year every year. Just all the shoes that get released and all the press and all the fun with the players. Like, I love it. And like, I don't need the fans to be there for the actual game. But like a dunk contest without fans is the weirdest thing in the world. Can you imagine just like someone does on the sickest dunk and it's just silence? Like, it's so weird. <laughs> and, and then, then like puts up an it, eight. Yeah. Eight, like, like NBA All-Star Weekend, like I think they have like the best All-Star event in probably all the, the four pro major. Oh, by, by far. It's not even remotely close. So, you know, I, I get why they're trying to do it, but at the end of the day, just got to have fans there. All right. And another weird thing from this week is LeBron and what people are calling her the courtside Karen. Um, what, what do you guys think about her? So, so pretty much the fan and LeBron got into an altercation of pretty much yelling at each other, and that resulted in her and I believe her husband getting thrown out of the Atlanta Hawks game. Uh, what, what, what did you guys think of this? Or do you just want to move on from it and not give her any more attention than she probably wants? I really don't care about the story. Like, I honestly don't give a single shit about the story. Like, at all. Like, I just don't. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. It's, it's LeBron yelling at a fan, fan yelling at LeBron, whatever. Like, she got kicked <laughs> out. That's, there's, there's some funny, funny videos on Twitter, funny memes and stuff. But at the end of the day, that's all it really was. And, yeah, I, I don't. I don't like care too much that she got kicked out. I don't really care that she yelled at LeBron. It's not the first fan we've seen do that. So, um, and, and finally, I think Josh might want to touch on this a little bit. Uh, the Raptors last night. So as Josh said, Fred Van Vliet kind of, kind of went off. He dropped 54 points, breaking DeMar DeRozan's franchise record of 52. He'd 11 three pointers made. I mean, just, and, and I think at one point he was like seven for eight from three. I don't know what he finished with like, but his, efficiency number scoring I think 54 points on was it 18 shot I don't know how many shots but just an absurdly low number of shots is how efficient he was and how good he was so yeah Fred Van Vliet drops 54 against the Magic the Raptors get a win Lowry gets a triple double just a great game Josh I'll, I'll let you take the floor Fred Van Vliet is going to be the last Raptor to wear 23 it's just man like I've never seen such a calm and chill 
drop of 50 before. Like, you're just like, all right, I'm shooting the ball from three every single time. It's going in. It doesn't matter from where. It was looked so effortless. And even, like – and then my favorite part of it is how hard he was playing on defense, too. Like, in the fourth quarter, he was still, like, trying to go for steals after the game was done. It's like, you, you wouldn't know if you would have had – if he was scoreless or if he had 50. And then just how hard Fred plays. And I love Fred. And it's just – man, like <laughs> – he was just so, taking what the defense was giving him. Like he wasn't trying to force threes. It was just like, all right, well, you're going to triple team me after I have 50. All right, I'm just going to go through this and then call me, lay it up. Oh, good. Yeah. He, so he, he went nine for nine from the free throw line. He went 11 for 14 from three, which is a cool 78%. Um, that, which is just absurd. And you're right. It's not like he just scored and that was it. Him defensively was amazing. Three steals, three blocks, only one turnover on offense. Like he was – just unreal yesterday. Um, I don't even know how many minutes he played. He played 37, so he did actually get a lot of playing time. Uh, I, I don't think um, Nurse took him out that much. I mean, he, 37 minutes is, is more than he averages. So, yeah, just, just an awesome game. It just, like, mm, he just <laughs> – he was, like, okay, he could have had more. Like, there, he could have – easily gotten like 62 or something because like at the end he had a bunch of open looks and he deferred on them he deferred like he had, he's going for his career night broke the franchise record mm-hmm. and he's like no nah, i'm good i'm good on my points it was like, maybe he man. wants to set the bar low so another night when he's feeling hot he's like okay i can i can break my own record again he's just a selfless player man it's just, mm-hmm. oh he's great yeah i mean and hey kyle lowry triple double uh norman powell shout out 23 uh 23 points um and yeah our our uh, rockford guy fred van vliet Go right, go. I'm gonna go as soon as like things clear up. He has a he has a shop in Rockford of like his own merch. I'm gonna go check it out. <laughs> hey Josh, uh, and do you know who had the highest plus minus? Aaron Baines that night. Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines <laughs> like plus twenty five. I had one of the 25. easiest bets I've ever made. There was a Aaron Baines three pointers made bet, and it's like over under one and a half. So I looked over like his his past couple games. I'm like he he like has made two threes I think once this year. So I took that under. Very easily made a little bit of money, not too much, but just a little bit. I um, refuse to believe Aaron Baines is good. I won't believe it yet, but he had a plus twenty-five, and it was weird. But like that I'm was just a great so night to be mad that that they're not using both Boucher. Like he was playing great. He was averaging almost like 18, 19, 20 points a game when when they give him like twenty-seven minutes, and now he's playing less than twenty, like nineteen, fourteen, and thirteen minutes his last three games. It's just. It, you know what though, uh, Aaron Baines, he was plus twenty five. He had he almost had a single single with five rebounds and f- four points. It was, it was almost uh, five points there. So, Career night. <laughs> I mean, Aaron his Baines screens though were good. His screens were good. I mean, there's a reason he friend Beverly was open so many times. Like his screens, yes. were good. And like Lowry had a just a casual triple double that no one's talking about. It's mm-hmm. it oh, great night. Nights like these, like you, you can be mad at Pascal for not taking over, but like you. Don't, you don't need him to. Like, I think you know? Pascal, he, he started off a little slow, but he was taking shots. He was just not – they just weren't falling. And I think once he realized Fred was hot, there was like a three-minute stretch where he got four assists right away. Like, so I think he understood the flow of the game, and he understood, feed Fred. I'll get mine when Fred's off the court or when, when they need me to take a big bucket, and then Fred will open up again. And I thought he played a great game, even though his stats might not be, might not be great. And DeMar DeRozan saying stuff on Twitter about it. And, like, that was for not being on the Raptors, like, three years now, is still so important to, like, Raptors culture. It's crazy the impact he has. So like, I think it's cool that he's you know. still very connected you, and involved in, in the Raptors culture. Do you think – do you see a future where DeMar DeRozan returns to the Raptors? 
Made asked like me this three year. years ago. I said no, no way. But like, he's still like be- his best friend in the world is Kyle Lowry, and like they all think of Fred as like the little brother. So like, they're all still super, super close. And so like, it depends on his relationship. I think with uh, Masai, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, like, and he would have to come off the bench at this point. I don't know yeah. if DeMar DeRozan would want to come off the bench. So Just maybe something when he's older, you know. I was he's looking at his Bass Reference page yesterday, and B-Rip has him playing power forward the most this year, which sounds absurd to me. But, I mean, the Raptors, you know, OG's hurt. They can use a power forward, I guess. That's a power forward <laughs> with a good mid-range game right there. Um, so yeah, let's get moving six, on to, whatever. to some hockey. So the power rankings – Tampa Bay moves to one. Montreal moves to two. They both moved up a little bit. Toronto stays the same at three. Uh, the Bruins move from eight to four. And then the, the Vegas Golden Knights move from one to five. So they had a pretty big drop there. Um, Hurricanes, as I said, in things we liked, um, they're at nine. They moved up from 16 to nine. So very good bounce back from their COVID thing. Um, and their record's now six and one, and they won their last five straight, beat the Stars, beat the Lightning, went to a shootout against the Blackhawks yesterday. Um, I maybe had $25 on the Hurricanes winning and was very scared during the shootout, but they won. So we'll get past that. Um, and then the Blackhawks, they moved from 29 to 25. So they've been playing better. Um, I believe our friend from State had – he did not like Malcolm Subin. He does not like uh, – Delia, or he thought Delia would be the, the goaltender, but it's that, uh, oh man, I don't remember his name. You're looking for the, uh, the goaltender? Kevin Lincoln. Kevin Lincoln is their current goalie. Um, Kevin Lincoln. What is it? Nah, nah, oh, I, I'm like, did, did I say it wrong yet? No. no. So yeah, he, he's like the fourth best save percentage since he's been starting at the goalie. So I think that's a big reason why they've, they've moved up four spots. Um, and obviously they had a, a overtime shootout loss yesterday but they've been playing a lot got four four overtime losses this year now yeah which is just tough um outside of that the Bruins they honored a Massachusetts high school player AJ Quetta even high school players I can't say their last names but he had a a really serious spinal injury during a, a high school hockey game um and Brad Marchand uh one of the Bruins best players he he put his jersey over one of the boards before a game it was a really nice moment and the Bruins organization players and all of Boston have raised a bunch of money to help him with his recovery and surgeries just a a kind of a feel-good story and and we obviously uh, wish the players some luck Um, and then other than that Nathan McKinnon he's potentially injured Um, with hockey they always they never say like oh McKinnon out with a left Achilles tear it's it's just Lower body undisclosed injury. They they like to stay very private with the injury unless it's for a certain uh, you know and something that can just be shared because they're gonna be out for the year. But uh, apparently he's he's gonna be out for a little bit. Uh, he's one of the front runners for the MVP. Last three seasons he scored at least ninety three points in each. So I mean just an absolute stud. Um, and then other than that, I'm ready for some baseball. So Josh, if you want to run down our our baseball talk real quick. Uh, yeah, actually, I, before we talked about that, I just want to talk about the Rockies, basically, I want to talk about it. Before we do that, uh, I want to talk about the Jeff Passon story that came out yesterday. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it's really heavy, so I'm not going to try to dwell on it too much, but the story of Drew Robinson was uh, released yesterday. If you don't know, he, he is a still currently a baseball player. He reached the majors with the Rangers and the Giants and the Cardinals, the utility guy, not that great of a player, but that's not the point. 
Um, during uh, a few months ago, he, uh, he tried to kill himself and uh, he survived and uh, Jeff Passon told a story and how it came a renewed sense of life. And I don't want to glorify anything like that. Mental health is, you know, uh, I think it's very serious and everyone should. And uh, if you have the time and you're in the right head space, I would go read his story or watch the podcast or listen to the podcast version of it or wait till the E60 comes out uh, because it's an incredible, incredible story. And it's not for the, uh, for the weak hearted. So, and, and, one... and I want to, I, I think that's a super important thing to share, Josh. And, a good a good uh way to preface it by saying like make sure you're in the right headspace and like you're ready for a a deep and an emotional story but i do want to give um drew robinson and jeff Passan credit for coming up with this together one for robinson sharing all this being open and showing that you know a, a male an athlete a very powerful person in society can struggle with mental health issues and that if it affects all of us um that that's a very hard thing to open up with with just family and friends let alone to share it with the world so. Yeah, and Jeff Passon is an incredible uh, writer, and he's really good at the emotional side of the sport, of any sport. And so he, there's not a writer I would have had tackle this better than Jeff Passon. So uh, go check it out in any of the three ways I said, if, if you're in the right headspace. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about too much. It's a great story. I'm happy that uh, Drew Robinson's alive. And uh, we can move on to uh, me bullshitting over the Rockies now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. Um, the Rockies traded Nolan Arenado. Actually, hold on. They traded Nolan Arenado and paid $50 million to the Cardinals for the right to hand them Nolan Arenado. <laughs> and um, Nolan Arenado is the not debatable top 10 player in baseball. And uh, the Rockies gave, again, him plus $50 million <laughs> to the Cardinals for Austin Gomber, Matteo, uh, Matteo Gill, Ellie, Harris, Montero, Tony, Lucky, Lucy, and Jake Summers. Uh, Eric Loggenhagen at Fangraphs did a breakdown of this trade. And uh, none of these players have a projected value above 40. Uh, that's 40 on, that's 20 to 80 grading scale. 50 is the is average major leaguer, like not all-star, just average starter. <laughs> a 40 is at most a bench piece. And uh, so you do- <laughs> they traded a top 10 player in baseball. They lost $50 million for basically probable probable scrubs (laughs) there were so many memes about this saying like the rockies and the cardinals like oh we'll give you arenado and then they're like no you'll give us arenado and 50 million oh deal that sounds way better like what are you doing rockies the rockies have always been the weirdest organization it's just because the mets were such a dumpster fire that no one talked about the rockies but the rockies have never won the division in their history they've never uh they've never obviously won the world series um they've never you know, they've made the playoffs like three times, I think. 2007, <laughs> 18, and 17, I think. I think. Anywho, uh, the Rockies are weird, and they don't do things right. They never have done things right. And uh, Dick Montfort is the owner of the Rockies. He uh, doesn't do things right. He doesn't – he's very – I mean, I don't like shitting on people, but, like, man, like, he doesn't know what's going on here. Like, if you read his – they did a press conference, him and the GM, Jeff British, who's also terrible – uh, they didn't, they, 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 there's no self-awareness here and go read that piece I talked about earlier in the things I like by Mark Herrig. And, uh, it's just like, it's incredible. Like a self-awareness understanding what's going on and how to build a winning baseball team. Cause like Dickie, Dickie said, um, that, uh, in his heart, he believes that the team just is under, uh, under, uh, under, under playing under, uh, they're not achieving what their talent level is, but like, Hey, you don't have to be a genius baseball player and analyst to see that the Rockies just don't have good talent. <laughs> and so they're not underperforming anything they're just not good 
and <laughs> the owner refuses to spend money like every other baseball owner. He's trading away the, be- the top 10 player in baseball, franchise icon, plus $50 million. It's not even like this is nothing. the only bad move they've made. They got rid of LeMayhew, and now he's a MVP candidate in New York. Um, he was a great hitter with the Rockies. I'm sure – I think they're going to get rid of Trevor Story now too. Well, they said um, they want to keep Story. But if you're Trevor Story and you see this going on and, you're, and you, you want to win, how the hell do you stay? You don't. You want to go to a franchise that is at least bringing in competitive players, not trading away your only – oh, my God. It's just it, – what they're doing is so absurd. I mean, we even mentioned Tulowitzki. Like, they got nothing back in Tulowitzki trade too. I mean, Tulowitzki mm-hmm. wasn't great at that time he was traded anymore. Like, they kept him for a long time. That's fine. But still, it's still a franchise outcome you're not getting anything for. And uh, – it's just so it's like, man, the Rockies are to be shit on all over because like this is terrible. This is terrible for the sport. It's so bad that not only not only do you give a superstar for nothing, you're throwing in fifty million dollars for the privilege to get rid of a superstar, and that's not good for the sport. The privilege to get rid of a superstar. <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine if like, imagine if like, the Chiefs were like, "Hey, Patriots, you want Patrick Mahomes?" Give us three third rounders and we'll chip in the hundred million dollars and you can have Patrick Mahomes. That's basically what happened here. That that's close to the equivalent of this trade. But yeah, let, let's move on past the Rockies because we already uh, know that. Trevor, I want to know if you had any thoughts on this. Well, honestly, you know, you gotta keep uh, uh the athletes named Trevor in it around. So uh Trevor's story, he's a really great, great player. Uh I know a lot about him, like his first name. Uh I actually do know he he, he was uh his rookie year, he was really good. Um, I think did he win rookie of the year that year. Or? He's currently ranked by MLB. They just did it while we were recording. They did the top ten players in the uh, top ten shortstops. They ranked Trevor Story second. But did I, I have, do I have that, that right yeah. for? Oh, did Story win rookie of the year? Let's see. That sounds like, right. Yeah. You know, honestly, like I don't know. I like him because his name's Trevor. I like a lot of Trevors. I also like uh, Trevor Bauer. He's another baseball Trevor. So no, he, he was he, he, was, fourth. Year. he, was, he fourth. was fourth in rookie of the year that, that year. year. Okay, but oh, that's yeah. Corey Seeker here. You know, hopefully he gets goes to a better organization because Trevor's deserve better. You know, at the end of the day. All right, we're gonna we're gonna try to go through the rest of it pretty quickly. Uh, there's some stuff I want to pause on, but most part we're just gonna go pretty rapid fire. Uh, Blue Jays acquired Stephen Matz. Uh, that, I don't like that trade from the Mets transfer because I hate when players get traded from teams I grew up rooting for. And Stephen Matz was so happy to be on the Mets as he was a Mets fan growing up. I hate when mm-hmm. they get traded, but he he's was, it was working out there, and that just sucks. But hopefully he does better in Toronto. Uh, Cubs signed Trevor Williams, which is cool because his dad is a huge Cubs fan, Was used to be an usher at Wrigley Field, and that's just really cool. I'm sure that played a part in Trevor signing there. That's another Trevor for you, Trevor. Not, not a, saying the word Trevor in this part. Uh, the Cubs also acquired Jock Peterson for one year, $7 million. Um, so I like that move because I love Jock Peterson. Oh, yeah. My favorite players. He's a Jew. I like to root for the <laughs> Jews. Um, it's one year, $7 million deal. So uh, if you combine the salary of of Peterson and Trevor Williams, you get basically what Schorber is making for the Nationals. Mm-hmm. They basically, in a roundabout way, traded Schorber for Jock Peterson and Trevor Williams. So take that for what you will. It's fine. Uh, Cubs, Jock Peterson, Cubs also re-signed Andrew Chafin to or, uh, Yeah, that happened. Yeah. That happened too. So uh, Jock Peterson is he's actually struck out less than major league average the past three years, only three percent. That's still better than you know striking out above league average. And he's got a ton of pop. And if they make the, if they make the postseason, everyone knows Jack Pearson mashes on October. So cool move. I like Jack Pearson a lot. And Ricketts increased the payroll, which is great. I love Ray increasing the payroll, that increasing the payroll. But that asks the question, why why was you Darvish traded then? And uh, yeah, that sucks. You know, we'll see. I'm not happy. Just extend hobby for me. 
Um, Again, not even, I'm not even mad as a coach fan that Darvis was traded. It's just the value we got back was not what we should have got back. So Yeah, I mean, we should have had to give the Padres $50 million. Yeah. Something I saw I left out here. Uh, Nelson Cruz, he uh, he's returning to the Twins on a one-year deal as a 40-year-old DH that I think is like the second best hitter in baseball the last two years. Yeah, he really wanted a two-year deal, and he's never going to get it because his age. It sucks. He deserves mm-hmm. it. He just mashes, and he'll continue to get one-year contracts as, as as long as he wants. He still hits incredibly well, so he's he's an anomaly. He's super likable, even though he takes steroids. He's still super like. He's probably the most likable steroids user of all time, honestly. Yeah, people love Nelson. Maybe Cruz. Bartolo. Yeah, but I think that's like an ironic kind of like. Like love. no one, no one likes Cano because of steroids, or like Rodriguez, Canseco. They're all people hate them. But for some reason, people are like, you know, Cruz has been off it long enough now. Like, we can like him again because he's mashing at, like, 38, 39 years old. So. Yeah. Well, Daniel Murphy retired. I don't really want to touch on that. He's retired. He's out of the game. I don't like him. Uh, Dustin Pedroia. Scott, I'm going to give you the floor on Dustin Pedroia. I mean, just an, just an awesome player. So, he's, he's 37. Uh, he retired after 14 seasons with the Red Sox. Kind of sucks because his last two seasons were cut short due to knee injuries and implications from – Manny Machado slide that was kind of dirty and kind of just ruined the rest of his career. Um, don't want to go into that too much more. Just honestly, a, a guy that when similar to me, it reminds me of like Kobe, when you talk about mentality and practice and just working hard off the field to be the best player he could be. Um, it seems like he's the guy that was always good at making his weaknesses, his strengths. So if, if you're like, Oh, he didn't have enough power next season, you know what? He's hitting 20, 25 homers, or he's not fast enough. He'll work on his quickness so that he can be faster. Um, and hit, I mean, just all around great hitter, great defensive player. Um, and just like, just like the intangibles that we talked about, like with Lester on how he's such a veteran presence and leader that can get you through the postseason. Um, you know, honestly, like just thankful that he, he wore the Red Sox colors and, and uniform. And I think he had a great career. I don't know if he'll make hall of fame, but I'm sure that number will, will be retired in Boston. So we'll, we'll see what happens with, with, the rest of his I think he's a Hall of Famer I think so too um he just feels like a Hall of Famer he does but like you look at the stats it's his peak was really good um they didn't play long enough they really do the counting it's it's the you you can't do the the you can't like accumulate the number of hits or um home runs or anything like that it's one hit defensively he was a stud um I think he gets in I I think I hope he gets in I think he he might you're right I don't think he I don't know if the writers association will vote him in I think the Veterans Committee will, is, will definitely give him at least some uh, some notice. So we'll see. All right. And everyone's favorite stuff, we got uh, MLB, MLPA discussions. Uh, basically what happened was uh, MLB, and the player session was like, we want to do a normal season. And MLB was like, how about, no, how about 154 games, universal DH, and expanded playoffs? And then MLB was like, no, we want a normal season. And then MLB was like, oh, okay, normal season. <laughs> um basically I'll break it down a little bit more, but the MLBPA wants universal DH. They, they want it, but they're not willing to, they don't want extended playoffs. And so by MLBPA uh, offering both, if MLB agrees to negotiate all, they open up the collective bargaining agreement and that's a whole shit storm. And so they didn't want to do that appropriately. So because no one wants to get into that again after all last year. So they just said no to everything. So they couldn't, they couldn't bargain anything. So we would just start with a normal season. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, University DH is going to come probably in a year or two. It's probably going to happen. And, uh, you know, like, 
I'm tired of these negotiations. I'm sure it's terrible for the sport. It's so bad for the sport. It's never recovered from last time. But uh, I have so with this, it sounds like one thing. Obviously, they 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 want the universal DH. They want the expanded playoffs. But they also wanted to, to delay the season a little bit. Um, so with the fact that it's being rejected and the season should start on time, do you feel like it's going to start on time? Because I personally, right now, I mean, it's February third. The season usually starts what late March, so a month and a half or almost two months, let's say. I feel like it's going to get delayed. Uh, I mean, right now it's not because of what they just agreed upon, but I don't know. They would have to, again, like a second that I'm, the player association agrees to talk about this stuff, shit happens. Like mm-hmm. it's not good. So MLBPA is obviously trying to avoid any of that happening. And they just want a, I mean, they want the universal DH, but they do not want extended playoffs. And so by saying no to either one, Nothing can no, nothing can change, and it's, everything has to start on time. And uh, MLBPA was offering also to give them all guaranteed pay, which um, they already are all guaranteed pay. That's not something they can offer. Like, it's not something they can take away. And so, in exchange for the expanded playoffs, MLBPA wasn't. I mean, the MLB wasn't actually offering anything new. They were just trying to trick them. And so, it wasn't bargaining in you know just form. And so MLB and the MLBPA was like, nope, normal season. Let's get it done. I'm not, we're not arguing. We're not arguing with you. We're not wasting any time. We just want to play baseball. And it's, it looks bad in PR. So they're saying it looks like they're not bargaining, which they're not. They literally are not bargaining, but that's because they don't want to delay anything. They just want to play baseball. And this is the, this is the only way to actually just go play baseball. I'm not doing yeah. anything else. All right. Last thing, stupid ass story. Um, no more Mets, I guess angels now. But he was a man at the time. Mickey Calloway, sexual assaulting and more. Just, okay, just fucking stop doing this to women. Just stop, okay? Just stop. It's so easy to not assault somebody. I mean, I, just don't. Just don't do it. Like, keep your dick in your pants, please. Please. And can we please change the sport to get rid of this culture? I mean, football, the manliest sport of them all, apparently, is doing a better job at this than baseball. And that's embarrassing. So, just stop. Just stop. Okay. Just stop. All right. Um, and so then one more thing before we do our – we're going to do another draft this week. We had a lot of fun with it last week. Um, so EA Sports College Football is back. Okay, this is kinda, the first double really. A football game since 2013. I believe it's going to come back in like two to three years. They're going to take some time That's to develop That's what they announced. It. Um, but did you see what they're like – did you see what like they're doing? No. What are they doing? They're not no player likenesses, not even the right numbers. They're basically just taking Manning, Madden, fucking Madden, and putting the college logos in it. That's basically what's happening. You're not getting any of the players. You're not getting even the numbers of the players. That's basically just a skin. I think. And you know what? It's fucking EA, and that's exactly what they would do. And you know, as soon as I saw that EA had the right switch, like I know it's it's everybody's favorite college football game as EA 14, but like. It's not EA. NCA though. It's just not. We, we like we know what EA does. We know what EA has been doing for years now with Madden, and it's just it's it's it sucks like that. I have such low expectations for this game, but you know, at the end of the day, I think people are still gonna buy it and be excited because like it's it's a game where you probably get to you get to recruit your own players. You get to take your, you know, you get to take your Toledo's and North Dakota States and your whatever to the national championship. Your UCS, your Cincinnati's, like it. it that's like. It's it's gonna be like I don't know like I understand like it's EA they're gonna totally like I think just 
abuse this title, but at the end of the day, people I think are still going to be super excited and happy that they can at least do this in a game and have a game in, for college football. But I agree, like with Josh, like set your expectations low. It's <laughs> it's it's EA. They're stupid. They don't obviously have the likenesses, so that, which is another huge thing. So they're the fucking players. Yeah, yeah. And, and I I never played um the NCAA football games in like 2013 or earlier. I I never really got into it, but I I knew for a lot of fans they were very excited about this. I think you guys obviously looked into it more than I did, and I think you're you're giving fans a little bit of a warning. So we'll see what happens with the next two years, and you know what what more we hear when it comes out. But I think it is it is finally time. So we're gonna do a top three Super Bowl food draft. Top three, top three. Because if we if we all did five, foods. we'd have fifteen different foods for the Super Bowl. I I can't list that. I don't know how much food you eat during the Super Bowl. That's a lot of stuff. Um. So yeah, well, I, I I came up with a big board of of twenty options. So, oh my god, this guy's ready now. We might need to just tweet tweet Trevor's big board after the show. Um, so okay. I had it last week and went me, Trevor, Josh. This week I just moved us all one spot. Josh, you're gonna go first. Oh, I'm okay, gonna go fine. second. Trevor's gonna go third. Okay, I didn't. And know then next week I'll just change it again. No, I think it'll just be fair if we keep rotating. Okay, um, I fine. have the first pick ready. I'm prepared. All right, Josh, what are you taking with the first overall pick in the Super Bowl food draft? I will take chicken wings with the first oh, overall shit. pick in the draft. Trevor, well, was that going to be your first pick? Hands down, was going to be my first pick. Crossing it off the big yeah, board. Just, Wait, no, no, leave uh, the big board. I want to see a picture of this later, I, Trevor. Does this, in, does this mean I'm taking boneless and standard or just chicken and chicken wings in general? It's, it's chicken it's wings. wings. It's wings. It's okay. wings. That means okay. buffalo, honey barbecue, whatever kind of wings. Um, get all the dipping sauce. Okay. Uh, I think I think traditional wings are a bit of a overrated part because who wants to get their hands messy while they're watching TV and infect other snacks and stuff? I, Trevor, I know you do. You're animal, but wings are great. They're tasty. Uh, it's the easiest. It's the easiest call. I don't need to go into, into like too much detail. Now, I don't so think you need call. to explain yourself yeah. at all. I think Trevor and I already I mean, agreed that you, that's the number one. You get one. that crispy skin. You get that whatever but, sauce you want. You get buffalo, lemon pepper, like. But Josh saying he wanted to do he, – he doesn't like traditional wings as much as boneless. No, I do. I do. I just think they're – I would glad I will, I will be eating probably traditional wings on Super Bowl. Okay? I just think it's a little bit overrated okay. because the hand thing. But the thing is, this is the fucking Super Bowl. Okay? You got to get your hands dirty. This is, this is grit. You got to do it for is, touchdown time. This is – if you're not eating something that you've got to at least have several napkins with, I don't know what you're doing. Um, all right. I'll go next. So, wings is going to be my first pick. I'm going to take this one just because I feel like don't there's a lot of variations. Please. and you take my it, next pick. It's a big – I, I don't think I am. I think you're going to have something else. But I'm going to go pizza. Um, Solid. Solid. Just because <sighs> everyone, everyone gets pizza. And it's just such a – you know, you Easy. have a couple wings. You have Easy. some pizza. Pizza and beer. Like, come on. Trevor, Pizza's, come on. pizza's the ultimate party snack. Exactly. And, and it's something that you could get, like, you know, you're snacking or you, whatever you're doing. At halftime, you're like, does everyone want to get a pizza? Easy. Nice change of pace from the wing too, from any other snacks, different bites, different consistencies. Good, good pick, Scott. Good pick, Scott. Thank you. Okay. Trevor, you got two now. All right. I'm going to go uh, – I, I got to go with this. This is my favorite, like, all-time favorite party snack. Uh, it's pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket are okay. just fucking delicious. It's hot dogs in a croissant roll. Like, just the puff pastry combined with the hot dog and whatever dipping sauce you love. Like, it's just – they're little hot dogs. Like, they're just – great like it's finger food you don't really get too messy eating them like 
it's it, it's a little greasy too. It has that perfect Super Bowl feeling. I mean, I don't know. Like, what's up, Scott? Overrated. Overrated. And here, here's why. I love pigs in a blanket, but for some reason, there's always too much blanket to a pig's ratio, and it pisses me off. Okay. <laughs> too much blanket, not enough pig. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Josh. It, it's always I'm eating, and I'm like, oh, the hot dog's delicious, but I have to carve through three you pounds get that of bread. Croissant layered, like you gotta have the right ratio. I agree, but it is like, it is perfect for the Super Bowl. It is like, perfect for the Super Bowl. As like, a dipping, you can just put four you on your plate. Stack them up on like a big tray. Oh, I just I love pigs. That, that's I a good eat. pick. I, I like it. I like it. But do I want to snake, snake, snake. go again, or do you want me to go now? No, no, Trevor no, goes. Snake, we snake back. Okay. So, okay. So for my next, I'm so scared. I have one that I want to get. I kind of want to take uh, a pick here that I, I think I might not get later, but I'm worried that I'm going to lose this other one. So I got, I'm strategizing right now. You don't pick after this for four more picks. I know. Because one I want, and I don't care about my last one. It's hard because, like, I, instead of a list of five, like, I'm going to have three foods. So I got to make sure, like, I, I got to get the votes here, guys. Uh, I think I got to go – Dude, I gotta go nachos. Fuck. Whew. That's that's I, I, I mine is still on the board, so I'm very happy. So, <laughs> so, dog. I mean, first of all, nachos are an ultimate just appetizer in general. Anywhere that has nachos, usually like it's hard to do nachos wrong. It's literally chips with some kind of meat, cheese, maybe beans sometimes, maybe like a little tomato sauce sometimes. If you got you it with the pizza, you got like the chewiness of the pizza and you get the crunch. Oh man. Like nachos go great with beer. They go great with sports. They, I mean, it, it's a perfect party food. I know it gets kind of weird because you got to get in there with your hands. Just take a spoonful like of chips with stuff on them and put them on a tray. Like you can make them yourself. They're so easy. Like, I don't know. Nachos are just great all around. And for the Super Bowl, I mean, just a tray of nachos is just like, it's so it's exciting because like every chip is just like, especially when you get like the perfect, Adventure, chip, man. like a little bit of cheese, a little bit of steak, a little bit of a little bit of jalapeno, a little bit of, you know, whatever sauce you got going on. It's just, who doesn't love nachos? Nachos are just, I got to go with nachos for my next pick. That's a good pick. I, I like nachos. It's a good um, pick. It's a good pick for sure. I'm very happy pick. though, because mine stayed on the board and what I want. Please wanted. no. Please no. <laughs> I'm going to take potato skins. Okay, thank okay. God. Okay. I, 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 that could be a personal one. Um, I just love potato skins. Cheese, bacon, potato. What's more American than that? It's delicious. Yeah. It's, you can hold it in your hand. It's very easy to transport. Um. I know whenever my family makes potato skins, they cut them to like halves during the Super Bowl so that there's more. Uh, it's it's easier to share. There's more of them. I probably t- eat more potato skins because they are cut in half. I probably eat about eighty percent of my family's potato skins during the Super Bowl. It is absurd how much I hey, eat potato skin, pig skin. But see what you're doing there. But I, I try to eat healthy most days. But on the Super Bowl, that is thrown out the fucking window, and I'm eating pizza and potato skins. Hell yeah. Those are my right. those are my top two. Tra- Josh, you got two now. I love potato skins. Like get a little sour cream too. Just... I don't even like sour cream, but I love potato skins. <laughs> I am so happy this is left on the board, Scott. I thought you were gonna take it for sure. I was worried. All right, I am taking mozzarella sticks. That's my next one. <laughs> I have I no so... idea what I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> mozzarella sticks, great snack. Got a little breading. It's super simple, super easy. It's like the pizza, but without you know the pizza. It's just it's great. It's great. It pairs well with the wings. It pairs all with everything. Just absolutely great finger food. Just a little stick of cheese. Pop it right in your mouth, and there you go. Fried cheese. How do you, how do you? That was gonna that? that was gonna round out my top three. No, like I, I was gonna I needed pizza and potato skins. I didn't think anyone was gonna take it. 
Oh, I was ready. I was, I, I was scared. I thought you were going to think it for sure. The thing is, I think everyone loves mozzarella sticks. Also, yeah. want to hear something funny? A little, like, just like completely off track. I used to choke all the time on mozzarella sticks because I wouldn't choose the, chew the cheese enough. Just a weird What's wrong thing. with you. I love them, but I have to be so careful, and I'm so like conscientious just of how choking. much I chew. It's so bad, but they're delicious. Scott versus mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella sticks will win. No, right, with my final pick, this is a little bit off. Rivalries. This is a little bit off the beaten path, but I'm gonna take it. Uh, it might impact my polls when we tweet this out. But uh, my last one, I'm taking Chex Mix with my final pick. Chex Mix is just a very easy snack. Everybody, every every handful is a different a different consistency. No one hates a bowl of Chex Mix. It's a it's a kind of chip that literally everyone at your party at your gathering, which uh, you should or should not be having right now. Uh, well, enjoy because you know everyone likes. I like I like the white checks the most. I mean, the people like the dark red chips. People like the little bread six things. There's something there for everybody, and it's easy. And it's you know there you go. I think that's a horror. I, I don't like that. that. You know, I don't know. I I wouldn't have picked it, but I I respect you for taking it. Uh, yeah, but you know it's it is a good snack food. You know, you just put you just throw it in a bowl. There you go. Yeah, super you got, easy. You got the pretzels. You got the little like chip things. Yep, it works. Fun deal. Okay, I have to pick now. As I said several times, probably mozzarella sticks was my last one, so I'm kind of scrambling now. I'm I'm out of the pocket. Um, God, I really want to just put beer down as a, as a Super Bowl food. Um, see, I, I like cheese dip, but I don't usually eat it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that off. I'm gonna go. Can I do Doritos slash potatoes chips, or do I should just do Doritos? Yeah, I, did, uh, I did just Chex Mix. Doritos, Doritos are corn chips, so I think I think you got to choose one of them. I'll do Doritos. So yeah, I'm gonna I'll I'll wrap up mine with Doritos. So I'm going pizza, potato skins, and Doritos, which sounds like a pretty good Super Bowl party if you ask me. Trevor, you're gonna finish us up with your uh, your last one. What what are you taking? Okay. Gosh, I, you know I didn't think I'd have this much on my board for my last pick because uh, I thought we were going five rounds here, but oh, this is tough. This is really, 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 really tough. I think for my next Super Bowl snack, I got to go with one that everybody I know eats on the Super Bowl. I, I think there's a stat where we like Americans eat like 8 million pounds of it on the Super Bowl Sunday. Celery. You guys know what it is? Herit. Celery. Guacamole. Guacamole and tortilla chips is just a classic Super Bowl snack. It's, I mean, people make it because it's usually pretty easy to make. It's just some avocados, tomatoes, a little bit of cilantro, red onion. It's a, it's a great Super Bowl snack. Easy to make, easy to just bring wherever you want. Like if you're going to your friend's house and you don't really have much, but you want to like show off a little bit, just make some guacamole. It's really easy. Like, and it's delicious. <laughs> so I gotta go guacamole. I think, and I think it's just like a classic Super Bowl snack. I've always had it on the Super Bowl. So Gotta go with guacamole for my last pick. And pairs well with with Corona, Modelo, Mexican yeah. beers usually. Yeah, light beer, even Bud Light. I'll take a. Do you guys want to just rapid fire ones? Not really explain. Just say what else you were thinking I mean, of. I mean, I got plenty. <laughs> I don't have much. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but you, let's do some honorable mentions. Yeah, some honorable. Just rapid mentions. fire. Just go quick. All right. All right. So. Go for it, Trevor. Just no, okay. just go. We can just go. All right. I mean, I'll read off my big board here. Now, I didn't draft in this, this order, but this was the order I was planning on initially. Uh, I had chicken wings at the top. I was going to go pigs in a blanket. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I had barbecue meatballs. Usually, you know, barbecue meatballs in like a slow cooker. You know, it's usually that's what they're usually in. They got that like grape jelly kind of barbecue yeah. sauce on them. That that's a, an awesome party snack. 
uh, especially for the Super Bowl. I made it a couple times. Uh, they had guacamole. I had pizza. Then they had ribs, uh, spinach and artichoke dip, a hot spinach art and artichoke dip See, with like a you, good chip. You like spinach and artichoke dip? I don't know if I'm the minority here, but I'm just not a fan. Oh, I love it. Either. I love it. It's hot. It's melty. It's delicious. It goes great on tortilla chips. I got uh, cheese and crackers slash uh, char- charcuterie. See, I, I, I do that. All-time party snack. My family does that with cheese crackers and, like, salami charcuterie. And yes. it's, like, I didn't know if that was a common Super Bowl thing or if that oh, was yeah. my family. So I, I, I have it, like, every party that I'm at. <laughs> no, that's that's really solid. Uh, jalapeno poppers, if you make those and don't burn your hands, they're delicious. <laughs> Get that cream cheese with the spiciness and the fried jalapeno. Uh, chips and salsa, classic tater tots, uh, beer cheese dip. You make you know how to make a good beer cheese dip. That's always a great thing. Oh uh, wait, uh, uh, wait, with the beer cheese, I was thinking of like pretzel bites or something like like that potentially with beer cheese. I got uh, oh just wait, Scott. I got a, uh, <laughs> I got a. Uh, then I got potato chips, usually with like a sour cream kind of dip, like something sour cream based. I love potato chips with sour cream. Uh, Chili. I love chili. Chili is a great slow cooker thing. You just, yep. It's easy. Just put in the slow cooker and you get like some, some of those like Dixie bowls or whatever. Some, that's a great, great Super Bowl snack. <laughs> uh, fried pickles, just all time appetizer as well. Brownies, soft pretzels with cheese. So getting kind of into that uh, pretzel yeah. bite idea. Pretzels and cheese is just a great combo. Uh, and then egg rolls. Egg rolls, not a common Super Bowl snack, but I have seen them, and they're pretty easy to make if you know how to make them. I so. feel like they're 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 perfect in the in the realm of uh, most of our food is like finger food that you can put on a plate and just walk with. Yeah, you know, it, like like a wing, a egg roll, uh, a potato skin, like all those things, or picking a blanket. An egg roll fits with that, where yeah. it's like it's meated, it's tasty, it's yummy. Yeah, that's a so good that's, that's a good big board you got there, Trevor. I don't know how. I could not personally have done more than three. Um, my next one, I took Doritos. I probably would have done a pretzel something, like pretzel and cheese. But, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd say for my ne- my next two picks, probably probably would have been spinach and artichoke dip. And then uh, I would have gone uh, cheese and crackers for my last pick. None of you guys yeah. even touched desserts. Like, my next pick was going to be a dessert. Oh, I said brownies. I said br- I brownies. Say brownies. I wasn't – for me, Super Bowl, I don't really do much for dessert-wise. I, I guess we do, like, cookie squares, but, like – yeah, my next pick was uh, those cookies, like the sugar cookies with like the frosting on them, like the oh, yeah. super yeah. light ones. That, that Sprinkles? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was my I, next. That was my next store, pick. They're, they're store brought. I think but the they're tough with, yeah. the tough thing with dessert is it's usually like I feel like when I eat dessert, it's like you gotta eat it during like a certain time. So like when you're eating dessert, it's like the end of the Super Bowl. But while like with like chips and guac, like I can just be like the whole four hours just destroying guacamole, you know. But I, I, you know, I have brownies here too. I think brownies are an awesome. Like you just take take them. They're usually out for like the whole day. You can just keep them covered. They stay nice and moist. Love brownies. Goodness. <laughs> All right. So that's our top three. We will make a graphic. We will tweet it on our on our Twitter account at Big Slumpin Podcast. Um, please vote on who you think is the best top three food. What party you'd want to attend to? If you want to go wings, mozzarella sticks, and checks mixed with Josh. If you're going to do pizza, potato skins, Doritos with me, or if you're going to do pigs in a blanket, nachos, and guac with Trevor. So we'll definitely, we'll, we'll put a poll out there. We'll, we'll have a graphic. Um, I'm already getting hungry thinking about this. Me but too. It, it's definitely <laughs> a good list. I, I think we were all pretty unanimous with saying wings were going to go one for all of us. Yeah. I, I think that was, the, that was, that was the, uh, the Trevor Lawrence. That was the, you know, <laughs> the 
uh, who else went number one in the draft? Wow, this is that's embarrassing, Trevor. That's Baker. the Bryce Harper. That's the uh, Josh Allen. That's the Josh Allen. That's I'm the, trying to think of NBA players. I, I can't. That's the Zion Williamson. Zion that's Williamson. the LeBron James. LeBron that's James. the <laughs> my God. Um, yeah. So it's the Greg Oden. Yeah, this, this is yeah. this will go down as the chicken wing sweepstake as Josh won the first pick by having a random order and just getting the right spot. Um, yep. Trevor, you get the first pick next week, which with whatever we do, who knows? Yeah, we'll figure we, it out. Uh, what's, we have what's, what's next six week? days to think. Um, Anything coming up? <laughs> I don't know. We could do a Valentine's Day. Draft Trevor's. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah, yeah, I, six, I was thinking. Uh, best Trevor's in sports. With the Oscar season coming up, we could do uh, sports movies. I would love we that. Could do, we could do a power. I think that would be a good power rankings one. That that could be a good power ranking. We might have to draft again because obviously we're we're it's hard for us to come to consensus. But well, I think I think we could do like a individual. We could do a by sport ranking. too. Yeah. So. Like our our top three, you know, basketball, hockey, baseball, and football. Like I, I think a personal power ranking would still go over well, where some of us like have some crossover. But yeah, that, that could be a, an idea. But yeah, if hey, you know what? If any of the listeners, you guys have some ideas for a draft next week, uh, hit us up on Twitter, DM mm-hmm. us. You know, uh, leave yeah. a comment, message us. Um, but yeah, and any any suggestions for future drafts? Even if we don't do it next week, we could always do it in the future if if we think it's a good idea. But yeah, please reach out, please follow, listen, and uh. Thanks for listening. As, as always, Josh, Trevor, thanks for being here, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Adios. Later. Later.